When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the very first episode of Kinda Anime, your official home for all of the anime conversations you could possibly want here at Kinda Funny. I am one of your hosts, Barrett Courtney, and here joined with me is my illustrious co-host, the Lamillion to my son eater. Mike Howard. Mikey, how are you doing? Oh, Barrett, when you say that, I smile big, you know? It's one of those, when you hit that intro, it just feels so official and it feels so real, (laughs) finally. It's been been a year since I've been able to intro uh you like that. It's been months of talking about it, months of prep. We have watched some incredible fall animes, and I'm excited to talk about them with you. I have a big smile on my face. Stayed up all last night, and I had a moment, Barrett. Oh, yeah? I had a moment. My friend, and we're going to talk about it in just a little bit. We'll talk about it with one of these animes, but I had a moment. And this is going to be a fun first episode, you know, uh, just to let you know, we've been recording this on uh, the end of a Friday after, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, some drinks, having a a fun Mm. stream and all that stuff. So it's going to be a fun, loosey-goosey egg. Maybe the team is a little loose, right? (laughs) A little loose. But before we get into everything, I just want to thank everybody who made this show possible. If you don't know, Kinda Anime exists because of your support on Patreon. We're back in October. We fundraised for the future of Kinda Funny, and one of the goals we hit was four episodes of this show where we finally have a home to talk all things anime. So that means you'll be getting those four episodes this year, one each quarter, uh, which you can find right here on youtube.com slash kindoffunny or under the Kinda Funny screencast feed on podcast services around the globe. Since it was only four episodes, but we still wanted to do like an audio version for the people we thought uh adding it to the screencast feed where we're talking other tv shows and movies and stuff like that we felt like it was a good home for kind of anime so uh there you go that's where you can find us and we want to give an even bigger thank you to our patreon producers for the month of january who can watch the show ad free along with anyone who supports us on patreon.com slash kind of funny or patreon.com slash kind of funny games jay kolbs nathan lamoth Monica Boomenlog, DJ Kento on Twitch, Trent Berry, James Hastings, Colin Huguenel, and Casey Andrew. This episode of Kinda Anime is brought to you by Honey, but we will tell you about that later. Mike, Woo. for the first episode of Kinda Anime, instinctually as like the producer, right? Yes. I would have wanted us to have a conversation about our whole history with oh, Kinda Anime. Yeah. Because we've been on streams, random pieces of content where we're talking about One Piece, My Hero, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But we've never actually had a conversation about like, hey, where did we start? How did this journey all begin? Stuff like true, that. True. So for the first episode, I would have wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. But Mike, we can't do that today. Can There's I give him a brief one? A brief one? I bought a t-shirt. You, you know, bought a t-shirt. I got the anime t-shirt. He got just, a Spy Family t-shirt. I've got one. my My Hero Academia yep, uh-huh. hoodie that I got from the Shonen Jump store. I've also been I've been looking for uh, some other t-shirts okay, for future okay, episodes. Okay. I'm I'm very excited. Um, there's too much fall anime to talk about. So, so I do want I want us to have that conversation at some point in the future okay, on a okay. later episode. I want to table it because yeah, there's too much goddamn fall anime to talk about. It was yeah. a fall it was a packed fall 2022. Agreed. Um let's just set the tone really quick. Yeah. Pro noob. 
That's really what they need to know, I, right? Like see, newcomer, okay. pro. I, I feel like I'm stepping into the next step beyond mm. newcomer. But, like, I think to set the tone for people to watch this is, like, Mike's a noob in this. He's trying his best, but he's growing. He's growing. See, you, you say me, pro, and then you, noob. I think we're both more on the greener side. Okay, you okay. Know? I can take I, that. I, I like that. You know, like, I've gotten a little back more into anime in the mm. last couple of years. There was a good gap where I just fallen off of it for a while. Okay, okay. So I would still put myself on the, the greener side. But... You're going to go on this journey with us over yes. the course of this year with four episodes. So if you want to learn more about us, you know, go on this journey with us uh, over the next year, and we'll we'll you'll get to know us with all of our tastes and all us. that good stuff. We'll bring on some guests to help guide us, oh, you yeah. know, stuff oh, like yeah. that. So yeah, 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 I like that. Um, we have a lot of fall anime to review, but first, a question from Kyle who wrote in to ask: Kyle. Can you discuss why dub versus sub shouldn't be a thing? <sighs> Mike, do you want to take this one away? I mean, I'll start it off right now. It shouldn't be a thing. Because however you want to watch, whatever your pleasure is, whether it be sub, whether it be dubbed, you go out and enjoy anime. And whether it be dubbed in a different language. Exactly. You know? Whether it be dubbed in a different language. As an anime noob myself who's getting into it and enjoying it, right, mm. I, I watch all my anime dubbed. Mm. If I have to, I'll jump on the sub. Yeah. But I want somebody who's just like me to be able to share in this experience yep. and see, share the enthusiasm of others and enjoy some of these pieces of art, of television, that are really wowing and special, right? Like, mm. if it wasn't for the dub, I wouldn't have been jumping into My Hero. If it wasn't mm. for the dub, I wouldn't be on this journey of One Piece, right? Yep. And like, these have become household names to me. These have become special moments in television to me that I love and I always want to keep a part of. And so I'm thankful for the dub, and I'm thankful for everyone being able to watch any way they want. Uh, Kevin, uh, on the ones and twos, thank you so much for running the show today. Twos and ones. What? The, the twos and ones? Yes. Uh, did you have something to say about dub versus sub? Uh, well, I just think this is a medium that is meant to be, uh, like, visual. You're meant mm. to look mm. at it, and breaking your focus to read the sub while... A bunch the, of action is going on and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you're missing. So you yeah. might have to watch it multiple times. You might have to uh, not enjoy it fully. I, I think... For me, yeah, for me, it's all about whatever enhances your experience. Yeah. If you're a sub person and that's how, what it enhances you, immerses you into the story, the performances, uh, all of that stuff, the animation, that's for you. If you, it, it, it yeah. needs to be in your language, if it needs to be in another language or whatever, just enjoy it however makes it the most enjoyable product for you is, that's is my takeaway. Yeah. So that's our take on sub versus dub. That's a solid good take right there. You know what I mean? Look at us. Sunny, I'll We're tell paving you the way. We're That's paving one of those like, the, hey, I just want to say enjoy. over the break, I was hanging out with some friends, some local friends, and yep. we were talking about dub versus sub, and I, I came out as a dub user. And I got, I felt like I got a glare a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I was like, it's fucked up. And you want to shoot him a glare back and be like, hey, I'm just enjoying it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want you to enjoy it too. So exactly. Like, don't give me that glare. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Mike, there's so much anime to review. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of... Um, heavily emotional anime that we have to talk Woo. about from this fall season. A lot of downers, a lot of really dark and dreary worlds and stories. Yep. Kevin's there's, going all over the place with the camera cuts. There's downers, there's uppers, and a little, a little bit drunk. of horny. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, my emotion chart was flying this fall. So before we get into the dark and dreary worlds, the horny worlds, all that stuff, I want to start a little bit wholesome. Oh. Let's talk about the show that I think kind of took over even beyond the anime world, even just like normies who mm-hmm. like maybe watch yeah. anime yeah. once in a decade or something like that. Let's talk about Spy Family. 
a show that follows the uh, Forgers. Uh, Lloyd Forger is a spy for a certain country, and he is tasked with coming up with a fake family, essentially, to get close to his next target. So he adopts a child out of a home, uh, uh, Anya uh, Forger, and who happens to be a telepath. Yes. And then the wife he uh, recruits secretly is an assassin. <laughs> Hijinks ensues. Because the only one who knows everybody's situation is this four-year-old child, yep. Anya Forger. Mike, how did you like Spy Family? I think you said it well. Wholesome. And that was one of those of like, out of the animes I've watched, there has not been a show yet that I've been introduced to where I end every episode with a smile on my face, mm. my heart is full, and I have like the anime hearts all around me, right? Like yeah. I feel wholesome fun watching this and it stole my heart mm. I really really liked Spy Family I was really blown away and I love like you brought up right like nobody knows their true intentions except for Anya and the Mr. and Mrs. Smith dynamic between your and of course our good friend Lloyd. Mr. Lloyd Folger, uh, Forger is so much fun I am blown away by how much I loved this show how even when it gets I don't want to call it like too kiddy or anything like because it is a show I've battled. It's like, is it about Lloyd? Is it about mm. your? Is it about Anya? It's Where is it about together. to be? And it's their journey together. But a lot of it is Anya, right? Because oh, yeah. she is that kind of middle piece that brings them all together and understands what's happening, right? And so there's moments where it's like, man, is this too childish for me? Where do I fall? But then by the end of the episode, I absolutely love where we are. So this is a series out of the first season, the 24 episodes that I've watched so far, mm -hmm. that has just stolen my heart. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. It was one of those, like, a, you know, a friend of the show, Imran Khan, was tweeting about yeah. it. Friends from my high school were also uh, tweeting about it. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on, if we can uh, see that on the show or not. Put a little heart on um, us, yeah. <laughs> my uh, bad, I didn't mean to pull that up. My bad. <laughs> um. Yeah, it, it was like, all right, I got to check this out. I got to see what this is all about. Yeah. And yeah, I, I just love the the premise purely just because Anya is the only, Anya almost holds all the cards. Yeah. But she's a four-year-old child, so it's like she can only understand the world as much as she can, right? Uh, like there's the whole episode where she kind of like knows that her dad's going out on a mission and she's like, oh, like at this time, you know, like this bomb is going to go off and her and uh, Bondo, their dog, oh. go to the clock tower and then she's like, how do I read a clock? And it's just like those little moments right there that really uh, grab me. And something that like I'm starting to understand the more casual or not casual, but like the more laid back anime where it's more just like uh, everyday life. Yeah. More of like people falling in love and stuff like that. Because there's a little bit of that in this show as well, where it's just like normal family outings. Of course, Lloyd is trying to like um, paint it as like, oh, this is for the mission and stuff like that. But you slowly get those moments where you're like. No, Lloyd and um, I'm blanking on the, the your the, uh, your are like slowly falling in love yeah. with each other here, mm -hmm. and like you you get you get swept up in it and their relationship, and you know you get swept up in like how much Anya does, even though she initially I felt like is only going on this adventure because she knows her dad is secretly a spy and she knows her mom is secretly an assassin. She is learning to love them a lot as yeah. well, but also being very serious about her dad's uh, mission and like getting world peace and like trying to become friends with the, the target's son and all that stuff. Um, but Mike, I want to ask you like, was your, what was your favorite episode? Do you have like a favorite like moment, favorite episode from from Spy Family from the oh, first season? Oh man, I have a couple favorite moments. That's funny you bring that up. I first, uh, of course, I wrote down the tennis arc 
That is towards the end of that. That is yep. episode 22 and 23, mm -hmm. where we are introduced, of course, Twilight, a.k.a. Lloyd, right, is introduced to Fiona, yep. who is the other spy in his group, right? So we're introduced to Fiona, and she has a massive crush on Lloyd. She wants Twilight to be hers. And, of course, now she's threatened by Yor yep. and the whole family Saying I should and be I, this. I, I love the perception from the spy agency too, where yeah. they're like, she would uh, she would stab Twilight in the back just to be the number one spy, and then it gets the reveal of like she is so like almost to a, like to a concerning point in yes. love with Lloyd, love it. and it's so fun of like how deadpan she delivers it too, which is really funny. Um, yeah, I, I, I really uh, enjoyed that, and that reminds me of one of the things that I was really impressed by with uh, this first season, and we'll we'll see uh, once it continues on if it can keep up with that is that I felt like every time where I was like, maybe this is going to get old, yeah. they find a way to add something new, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. then it's not too much, right? Too much. Where it's like, we finally get the groove with the family. All right, is that going to become old? Let's introduce the dog, and let's have the dog arc yeah. introducing Bond uh, and that whole thing, and then getting him settled in. All right, now let's introduce uh, the other spy who's in yeah. love with Floyd, uh, Lloyd and uh, add that as another element where there's almost like, three different stories going on all within that where yours is also trying to take in of like, is Lloyd in love with her? And like, yeah. is he going to dump me and all this stuff? It's, it's really impressive. It's a special one. And you know, you get these small pieces of action, mm -hmm. right? When you first start, like I brought up with the Mr. And Mrs. Smith dynamic, right? It's like, you think there's going to be a bunch of action, right? Yeah. Like nonstop every episode, there's probably some sort of crazy bomb heist or something yeah. that goes off that should be big. Right. But there's not, there's yeah. a lot more grounded of like, this is the family. Sometimes we're going to be with Anya at school and we're going to have some fun hijinks ensue. Sometimes Lloyd is going to stop a terrorist threat at a penguin aquarium, right? <laughs> but like the cool part, like I brought up with the tennis arc for me, was like those little pieces of action. Yes. And you're like blown away by how dope Lloyd is. Of course, the spies are, but also the action animation in this. And oh, we're going to yeah. talk about another fall anime here. But there's some pieces where you're blown away by the action on screen. And yeah. some of the animation art style that they have really wows me because there's one with the train that we've seen, right? Mm. And it's like, it almost looks like it's 3D all of a sudden, but yep. it's not. But it looks like it. And it's like, man, there's some really cool moments. And yeah, I'll go back to the tennis arc of like, they're playing tennis and you have these cool moments of, oh, wow, these guys are on like, performance enhancing drugs or all of a sudden they're getting shot at by snipers yeah, like snipers and, and then they have like little cool planks within yeah. the floor themselves and stuff like that yeah that's something that you you bring up a good point there of like usually with a lot of more like shonen jump focused uh anime like a my hero or like a dragon ball or stuff like that like they really like as much as they can possibly can within their budget try to show off like how well they can animate yeah. and stuff like that. Like we, we talk about like shows like Jujutsu Kaisen that are so beautifully mm -hmm. animated and stuff like that. And it's interesting with something that's a little bit more slice of life leaning than action heavy of it's really impressive. Like you forget how well they like the, the studio can pull out the stops of like, yeah, we can still be action when we want to. Like I think of back to an earlier episode, I think when uh, Lloyd had just met Yor and he's supposed to go on the date with her where he's going to pretend to be your boyfriend. And then like him and his uh, scruffy head buddy yeah. go on like a heist and stuff like that. And it's very, it's like in the background almost of him taking down like 15 dudes. And it's just, it's played for like three seconds, but the way it's animated, like so beautiful. And it's just, like those little reminders of like, Hey, we can do really cool stuff. Like it's not always, but when we need it, we have it. Yeah. It, it's really, really well done. And then of course, when you go back to the school, right? I think of the dodgeball episode, right? And like, 
the big I will one, say, the dodgeball episode is my favorite episode. It is a blast, right, Baird? And I want to talk about that with you of, like, Anya now is pulled into this story with Lloyd, and of course you're, but, like, she knows what's at stake. The mission is to get close to the big dog, and of course, for her, she has to do good in school. She has to meet get these seven stars. son she has to be friends with and get the stars, right? And it's like, the hype was like, oh, the dodgeball tournament. They're going to give out a star for yeah. sure, right? And then to lead all that up, get to the and then at the end, the teacher come out and go, of course we wouldn't hand out a star for, for dodgeball. dodgeball. I but love it, it, It's also like that episode kind of a lot of there's little like plays on Shonen Jump like kind of tropes through that and like they they have like almost like this yeah dodgeball tournament arc in yeah. a way right and they do that just in one episode and like the way that like you know they see you see the the, the second son that she's trying to get friends with him and his two buddies right and like how they're <laughs> training and in their minds right it's like cool Dragon Ball anime and like how they're training and then it's just it cuts to them what they're really doing at like the like the playground and stuff yeah. like that and it's really like pathetic and it's like adorable because they're perfect four years old or yeah, six exactly. years old and they're just like they think this is like the most hype thing ever and i i just really loved the end and i, I honestly like spy family i think was one of the funniest shows not just anime last yeah. year of uh and this moment being a perfect example right where you know anya's like all right like if i'm if i am getting a star for this dodgeball game right i gotta train with mom and mom who I know is super athletic and stuff can train me to do all of these crazy moves. And you see the moment where yours like, all right, I'm going to throw this dodgeball. And she's like, it makes it, e it makes it easier. You can think of it as like a, I don't know, like a feather or something like that. And she just shoots it for miles. And then, you know, Anya's back at the dodgeball game and she's like, all right, I'm doing mama's special shot. And she like goes step by step of what you're taught her. And then after like step three, she's like, um, step four, I forget. We're just going to make it up. And then she, everybody's like hyped up. Everybody's a little scared. She's about to throw it at this six year old who looks like a 30 year old man, yep, which yep. is also really funny and just perfectly played for like the perfect amount of joking. And it's this hype moment. And then she just throws it straight to the ground. And that like perfectly encapsulates, I think, like just how well the humor is done oh. in this show. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really adored Spy. Humor is fun. And like them not knowing about each other, right? Like you have the Lloyd and your dynamic. They don't know what each other's all about, right? Mm. Like they don't have any idea what this is all about besides, hey, will you pretend to be my boyfriend so my brother will stop hounding me, right? right. Hey, I need a fake wife for this. Will you do this, right? And then now, we kind of progress past that, but it is so much fun to see where we're going. And the crossover in the storylines, like there's one dislike that I have coming out of this season or where we're at right now, but like the crossovers are always so much fun, right? You have Lloyd mm. who is part of this spy agency. Well, guess what? Yours an assassin and she's an assassin because she wants to take care of her brother who now works for the secret police on the opposite side. Right. And now we can't let him know that we're him and he can't know that. But Anya knows everything. Right. And like there's these fun crossover moments that really make me smile. And like there's a lot of it in that that is really, really cool and well done for an awesome show like this. Um, the last thing I'll ask you uh, before we move on, uh, obviously, or actually two things. Uh, I know that you fell in love with the uh, the second opening for yes. the, the season, yes. which was more of like the, the second half that actually came out in mm -hmm. the fall because the first mm -hmm. half of the show came out uh, in the summer season. That uh, second half opening was uh, Souvenir by Bump of Chicken, yep. which is like a, a, such a catchy tune. Oh. It really showcases just like how, even though there's like, 
technically high stakes when it comes to like the three family of just how whimsical yeah. and charming it all feels. Uh, I, I knew you really loved that. Yeah. What did you feel about? How did you feel about yours brother being weirdly in love with her? Uh, that and was the a level little... and the level of like almost romantic feelings he has for yeah, his older sister. That's a very interesting one. And yeah, you have that question mark when it first introduced. I'm like, oh, I don't like that, you know. But like, mm. once you move past that, and you're like, okay, maybe he just loves his sister, and I get that. Let's just play it like that in my mind. It is fun and it's cute, right? Of like, here's this little brother who loves his older sister who took great care of him and he, he'll do anything for her, right? And then like, now there's a new guy introduced to the fold and he goes maniac wild on him. And then also at the same time though, he's part of the secret police. And if he only knew what Lloyd was and Lloyd what knew, like what could happen? Or if she knew what he does, right? She doesn't even know what her own brother does, right? Yeah. Both of them don't know. And so I think that's a really fun one. And just to quickly piggyback off of that, I'm going to say it right now, and I know we're early in the episode, wow. but right now, Spy Family Season 1, Episode 1 through 24, they've had two intros, two outros, are my hands-down favorites from this last out season. of any fall anime that I've watched. These are hands-down the wow. best music and awesome like character development and storyline that they make in these intros and outros. My favorite, hands-down. It's so good. Wow. I love them. The last thing I'll, I'll mention, and again, just like one of those things where you really just fall in love with these mm -hmm. characters. I want to shout out the episode with, uh, with your where she's coming home late at night and her uh, hands are all like scratched up. And yes. Lloyd's like, this is a little concerning. I don't know what's going on here. And then it's revealed that she's secretly trying to like get better at cooking because she knows her cooking uh, isn't great. Yeah, yeah. She's so used to her brother, who's the only person who's had her, her food. And because it's, he loves her so much, he's like not, he's just used to having just absolute the worst food made. <laughs> and, you know, her going to her coworker, who's like kind of a bully a little bit, the blonde lady, but then her boyfriend is the one who like kind of kindly like yes, asked them to come over one. to like help train and stuff like that. I, I, I just, that was another one like from your side where I was like, man, like you really see like how much she cares. Again, they keep telling themselves you know, Lloyd, this is for my mission. Uh, your, this is for, you know, so I don't, don't get caught by the secret police. Anya, you know, I just want, I'm bored. I want to have fun kind of yeah. stuff. That's what they tell themselves. But you know, over time, it's just going to, they're going to be, hopefully one day, actually admit that their feelings that they actually care for each other. So that's the one, that's my biggest disappointment this season or where we're at right now. I know I keep saying season, but where we're at, 24 episodes in, not enough your storyline. Mm. We've had some nice hints, right? Yep. Like, We've had some brief assassination mm -hmm. moments, which is super dope and what I've wanted from the beginning. Mm -hmm. We've had a great one like you brought up, right? She gets invited over. Her friends are going to tease her because she doesn't have a man. And in this culture, you got to have a man or else you're a weirdo, right? Yeah. But, like, the boyfriend's like, hey, don't give her such crap. Like, let's yeah, be yeah. nice. I her. like that, dude. And then Lloyd shows up and he's like, no, I love your, like, this and that. It's like, and like that I'm, was I'm her episode. husband. And she's like, all I needed was a boyfriend. He's like, oh, <laughs> shit <laughs> but yeah we didn't get enough your right like mm. the, when i walk away it's like we got yours brother's backstory which is great right yeah we got the fluffy headed dude's backstory we got the handler's backstory we got fiona in a backstory we got bond's we got the, backstory we got bond we got the second son's backstory but like we didn't get your right mm. like we got hints I wonder of your I, 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 like, I wanted more assassination yeah. and uh, depending on like where they're adapting the manga and stuff like maybe yeah. that's upcoming for season mm -hmm. two it'll be interesting to see when that happens in the future. Mike, next up, let's talk about the anime that I feel like really popped off in the last couple of months. A lot of people excited about this. I remember uh, mm. kind of funny best friend Mara in our community, big anime fan. Okay. M 10 months before this show had come out, they were like, yo, Chainsaw Man. Oh, Be snap. on the look. Chainsaw Man 
It's about a boy named Denji who kind of lives off the streets uh, growing up, uh, des so desperate that he's selling body parts just to kind of mm -hmm. uh, survive. Living in a world of uh, devils that uh, represent people's fears. They manifest after, uh, you know, a, a, a certain fear is brought up by the public consciousness. A devil will kind of form around that fear. And so he uh, befriends a little uh, chainsaw puppy called Pochita and uh, finds himself in a situation where Pochita sacrifices sacrifices itself to make sure Denji can live, and then he becomes a deviant, I believe, called the Chainsaw Man, where he gets the powers of the Chainsaw Devil and gets flung into that world. Main character in the dub, voiced by Ryan Colt Levy. Shout out. Kind of funny best friend. Yep. Uh, very excited for him. Mike, tell me about Chainsaw Man and your man. thoughts on uh, Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man episode or season one. Ben, I'm going to be honest with you. The first... Five episodes, I wasn't in. Okay. And that's a personal thing for me, right? Like, I find with some of these animes, and just life in general, this is my own personal stuff, I don't like the horniness factor turned up to 11. I don't yep. like the over-sexualization turned up to 11, right? Mm. I, I get a little awkward. I get a little clammy. I'm a little prude, right? Yeah. But, like, <laughs> for me, when episode eight hits, everything changed. Where I was like, oh, snap. Chainsaw Man is that show, and I want everybody to see it. But okay. when I look back on it, horny, violent, <laughs> fun, right? Those are the words that I had. We come from wholesome, positive fun to horny, violent fun, right? And I think the action in this is cranked up to 11, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this reminds me of some of those stuff when I would watch Samurai Champloo, and I loved the action scenes in that, right? Okay. We like My Hero with their action. This one found that, like, bloody, gory action that i was looking for and it's really dope we talk about the animation and the art style and how that plays in and when we get into like full gory animated action mm -hmm. it looks wild right yeah. like that to me is something new in my anime watching where i'm like man what is that blend right mm -hmm. like where are we going with this kind of art style but i was really blown away by season one the halfway point at like i said episode six through eight there's a couple of cool story arcs there where they're in the hotel and then the big twist, right? Which we'll talk about. You know, if you haven't watched it, there's your spoiler. We're going to talk about it in a little bit. But yeah. episode eight, I completely stood up in my chair and was like, oh, yeah. I'm mm -hmm. in now, you know? Yeah, it's interesting for me. I, I was on a similar roller coaster where, you know, uh, I think – the day after it premiered, uh, you and Roger came into the studio, and Roger was like, that was the coolest thing I've ever watched. And you were like, mm, we'll see. And I was like, all right, interesting. And I watched it at my desk here in the studio. And episode one, like, really tore, like, my heartstrings there. Yeah. Um, because of the friendship with Denji and Pochita. And just, I wasn't, I, I was expecting Pochita to be the kind of, like, mascot character yeah, throughout the entire thought. season. And then it's like, no, he's, like, kind of killing himself and sacrificing himself to give... Denji a second chance at to like find joy uh, for his life because he hasn't been able to live that life so far. Yeah, as like a sixteen year old kid living off the street and like kind of working for the local like mafia or whatever. Um, it really like it just that threw me in for a loop and it, it got me. I was like, all right, this is what this show is going to be. It's like going to be really heavy emotionally and stuff like that. And then we go into the episode two where it's like, all right, Denji, we want you to or. You know, Pochita talking to Denji, like, I want you to live your fullest life. And Denji's 16-year-old brain fullest life is like, I want to touch boobies. All I want to do is touch boobs. Barry. I want to yep. have sex, maybe. Like, all of this <laughs> stuff. And it's like, it definitely is like a cranked up to, like, not even 11 to 12 max of, like, horniness. And Super stuff like horny, that. Like, yeah. All right, this is a left turn. And so, like, uh, just kind of like the whiplash there. 
that's where I like wasn't entirely sure how to feel about it. But then once you get more into the lore and stuff like that, once they introduce the idea of the gun devil and yes. like kind of uh, uh -huh. talk about the, the gun devil, which like when we got to that episode, it reminded me of like, Oh shit. Friend of the show, Ian Preshel told me about this manga like three years ago or mm -hmm. something like that. Cause I remember being explained to the gun devil of like, you know, the guns being one of the highest feared things. And because of that, the devil manifested uh, based off of guns as, like, this ultimate powerful being that, like, killed a fuck ton of people yeah. uh, sometime in the past and seems to be some sort of, like, not, like, maybe, like, mob, uh, like, head or something like that. That seems like how they're playing it right now. Um, and, yeah, and then we got into the super dark stuff, which uh, is usually a tough sell on me. Uh, right, we'll talk about something else that's uh, uh, a little dark, uh, similar in tone as well. And so you go from emotional to horny to a little dark with all the like the super gore and grotesque like yeah. uh, fights and stuff. Really appreciate the animation, but I was like, man, I really don't know if this is uh, for me. But yeah, it was once we got later on in the into the season, and it was really the final episode. Okay, where it f something finally clicked for me. Right, um, I'm I'm blanking on the character's name who can summon the dog. Where he goes, okay, uh, um, come. Um, it'll come to me. I, I have it, but it'll come <laughs> to me as I give it a second. So he is a relationship. Ashido, I believe. Ashido. I think I'm close um, on that one, folks. And so he has a relationship with uh, someone who passes away at some point in the middle of the season, and uh, they share a love for cigarettes. Yes. And there's one point where oh, yeah. the devil that she had partnered with gives him a cigarette that was written, Easy Revenge. And when like that scene happens, I'm like, this is this is interesting. And is this like the devil trying to hype him up into like trying to uh, like fight against uh, these other like kind of devil users or whatever, uh, whatever they call them. And it wasn't until the very last scene, I think at like an episode later, it's after the credit sequence, too. It's like kind of a post credit scene. And he brings out that cigarette easier and it says easier events and he lights it up. And that's where it dawned on me of like, maybe I'm reading this wrong, but like. It seems to me the themes are of this show, and uh, I assume the manga are, the world is such a dark and fucked up shitty place. It's all about finding the little things that yeah. can get you through it and get you like make you happy in those little moments. And because when the easy revenge cigarette is introduced to you, you're like, oh, this is like him hyping himself up to get revenge on her death and stuff like that. But no, the easy revenge is to... Have, find happiness. Yeah. And that's where it started coming into me of like, yeah, maybe Denji's horniness is like a little, like a little obnoxious at times, but I think that's kind of the point because he's a 16 year old kid who like barely knows any sort of happiness, but that's what he's trying to aim for is just finding what makes him happy. And I think there might be some interesting development with him, right? Like when he was talking to, to Makima and then she kind of was like, you know, it's only satisfying Oh. To, like Noah Lover's body and I stuff like that. that. And I was like, oh, are we gonna like teach this kid who's just like kind of a horn dog right now about like healthy relationships and being in yes. love with someone and oh. how that and like sharing that love is what makes that special? Like that's gonna be really cool to see if that's the direction where they take it. I might be misreading that, yeah. but that was like that moment where it's I was like, okay, well, I think I that see was where powerful for him because it lasted with him, right? Mm. Like that was powerful for me because we went from super horny to like Hey, let's slow it down. Yeah. Like, you know, this can be 10 times better if you know more and understand your lover, right? And we mm -hmm. talked about knowing your hand. Start with your hand. How long are their fingers, right? What does their ear feel like? Close oh, your I eyes and remember. 
What? Knowing your hand. Yeah. Mm. Remember the remember the bite on your thumb, right? Yes. So you'll always know it's me, if even if you lose your sight, right? And like that one stuck with me because now you've put this powerful moment on Denji where it's not just about squeezing boobs and having sex, right? Because we see it in the next episode. The offer at the hotel is, hey, if you kill this demon, I'll let you kiss me, mm. right? And then she looks at him and goes, for you, Denji, I'll even add some tongue, right? And so Denji now is all amped up, but when it is the time, right? And then right? he's, rem he's he reminded. Gets, where he's he's like reminded, like, no, the goal was something 10 times better, right? Yep. And I, I could have this moment, and it's going to be great, but I want more. And to correct ourselves live on the spot, the, the character that I'm thinking of with the, the, gun, or the dog devil is Super. Aki. Aki, I was Aki. close, and man, I wrote the, it down. Uh, um, character that I was referencing, the person that he shares, the kind of like, kind of kinship, mm -hmm. maybe a little romantic feelings, uh, is uh, Himeno, yes. who's the girl with the mm -hmm. eye patch. Who she was great. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's like a kind of a, a side of like really pulling along the the lust kind yeah. of chain uh -huh. for Denji a little bit more so than during a, that episode. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, the best part was like she likes to get drunk and she does this to everybody, right? And like. Yeah. I will never forget because this one resonated with me when they finally have the first kiss and she vomits in his mouth. Yep. And everybody goes, oh, my God, that's crazy. And he looks at Makido or what's her name? You uh, Makima. Makima. And he goes, my first kiss, I'll always remember, it will be tasted like vomit. And she goes, well, get this. And she gives him the lollipop. And she's like, your yep. indirect kiss now can remind you of that. Right. Yeah. And like changed his perspective and mm -hmm. saved that, made it the positive. I liked that a lot. So. Related to that, Jose Rodriguez, uh, I assume Rodriguez, and I spelled this wrong, um, asks, how did you feel about the throw-up scene being censored? I think it needed to be censored. Was it censored? I, at least the... Oh, uh, so I think maybe all the vomit is censored. Because yeah, even the, when the, the rats are shown eating vomit, yeah. I think maybe it looks like pixelated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever I needed to it to be censored. Did I don't you? know. Okay. I, I don't know if I could have handled seeing throw up go from one person's mouth <laughs> into another person's mouth. I'm gonna be honest. That was a lot. Even like pixelated, I was like, "Oh man, this is okay." Uh, this uh, no, is a lot, I mean, I I took it as a really funny moment, and I laughed and giggled at right, and I I felt sorry for Denji. Yeah. But like, it was funny because like power, right? The she devil that is with him, his uh, his partner, blood, uh, is like blood, uh, is like, oh, he he's gonna love any nutrition, right? And like you can see him, he's like he's swallowing it down. It's like that was oh, some funny man. stuff to me, you know. Uh, speaking of uh, power and stuff like that, I'm just like getting into theory mode here because yeah. we haven't read the the manga. We're anime onlys on this. Show, okay, right? yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Power's got like the kind of like unique eyes, right? The kind of like, he has blood. eyes, kind of like the other Mitras though, with pink hair. Uh, Makima, yeah, and that's mm -hmm. where where they get into. The power is a deviant who kind of has the powers of a devil. She's yes. got the the the, the blood uh, yep. kind of art mm -hmm. or whatever. Do we think Makima is also some sort of deviant, the and she of, yeah. and she's not letting on like who she act and like what she actually is because they also get into like um, her kind of like devil art or whatever that she does is so secret that like when she brings up people, uh, you know, fighting back against the the mob that's like trying to kill all of oh. these uh, students and stuff like that. They bring up the prisoners and they're blindfolded and no one's allowed to see like what she does. So I, I feel like there might be something more, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, more that, than meets the eye there. That was one of those. I, I had one part of me was like, maybe it's more than meets the eye. The other part is I feel like if you were like in the lineup, right, that she brought up because she was like, bring me 57 inmates that are paroled for life. Like mm -hmm. I want them here. Right. If you weren't blindfolded and you saw her go, hey, say Kevin Coelho's name for me. And you said that, and then she kills him, right? And then that guy dies. The rest of the people wouldn't say the name. 
And so right. I think you got to have them blindfolded so you can go down what? the list and be what like, you, you say this name, you say that name. Because you're not in the room, Kev. And so. You could have said Nick. I, you're right. You're right. But it's Nick's I don't know birthday, where I'm with that, Kev. It's Nick's birthday. It was a really interesting one. You know, your birthday. But yeah, I. I, I, there's more to her for okay. sure, and I love those eyes. I love that hair. Mm. I love both of them. I like Power and Denji's dynamic a lot because, especially, they're, they're both the biggest idiots, oh. dumbest people ever, and they're such a great, funny dynamic duo. Yeah, the best is the final four episodes, right? It's so interesting of like where we start from episode one to like nine, right? Mm. Of like what this is all about, the world that we build, but then all of a sudden we go from like nine to ten, nine to thirteen, and it's like. Hey, you two now got to train with this guy, right? And now you yeah. train with the super guy, and they learn about each other. They learn more to become the ultimate badasses, right? Yeah. But, like, their dynamic is so funny. It's like, oh, man, we almost got him, you know? Yeah, and then, like, yeah. he was like, you can take the day off. And he's like, power. We can take the day off, he said. So, she's like, sweet, great. you know? And I then love he's that. like, never listen to someone. Like, never trust yeah, someone. And we learned about that one. It's right. And that, that was a really good. Yeah, I, I love the that kind of, like, mini arc going on in the background yeah. of them uh, getting better at fighting. But um, her blood powers are so cool. Yeah. Right? Like, when they do the, like, there's a couple of scenes with the animation is so cool of, like, when it's time to throw down and she makes the blood hammer and throws it to Denji, right? And he yeah. freaking grabs it. Yeah, he's got, like, the little blood hatchet. On, right? Yeah. And, like. The other one, when they try to ambush the teacher and she's got the blood pouches above him, right? And she yes, that was, throws that was the blood so javelin smart. through and he dodges it. And then she pulls him down. Like, the cool scene of, like, the soda pop cans being twisted and the blood coming down. It's like, man, she is badass, yes. you know? She's really cool. Yeah, I, I, I really liked Power a lot. Um, we actually have a question from Mara from uh, oh, okay, funny, nice. uh, Best Friend Community who asks, what was your favorite moment from Power in Chainsaw Man season one? <sighs> Man. See, my the, the first one, I've, I've got two that they're tied. Okay. And it's when we kind of learn Power's backstory and like her, like she hates everybody. She hates people, even though she wants to get the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, and then, uh, but then she finds affinity for this cat. You know, mm -hmm. and like the story with this cat, and then there's this devil that swallows the cat, and the reason that she wants to sacrifice Denji near uh, the beginning of the show is because the, her cat is being essentially held hostage. And it was it was a nice little like, okay, she's not. There is some emotion there. There is some like ties that she wants to have that uh, that I, I really appreciated. And then honestly, it was the last episode. Again, there's a lot of things that clicked for me in the last episode where it's the. Um, ending it's like not like a normal like ending like song sequence yeah. and stuff like that it's power denji and aki kind of like having a normal day and hanging out and stuff like that and it's them you know shopping and then going home and eating and then like they kind of fall asleep on the floor and that's when it transitions to aki having a smoke outside and there's just something about that where it's like man they are just like really good friends yeah i, I love uh -huh. the, the the seeing them come together after like Kind of weirdly being at each other's throats a little bit throughout uh, some of the season, but then slowly and slowly becoming uh, friends. It really felt like okay, they're they're the trio. Yeah, and it it it, it, fe it felt earned by the end of the season for sure. She's a, a really fun character, and I have some great moments. I mean, to start off, of course, letting her letting Denji grope her and squeeze her boobs. Right, it was just a funny scene of and like, she's all right, like the... you've earned it. Right, and she's got the padding on. She's like. You've earned it. You get three, right? And he's like, three? And she's like, you saved my life. You saved the cat's life. You killed that guy. And it's like, that was a fun moment of like, she was very positive. She's like, let's go, let's go, Denji. And then he finishes and she's like, all right, see you later. And she walks right out the and door. And he's just staring and he's like, <laughs> that was it? Like, that's all I had to look forward to? Oh, I know, right? Broke him. And so I felt like her energy was so positive throughout because then you have like this almost brother-sister dynamic, right? Of like, you brought up Aki and he's like, 
hey, they're living in your place now. Like, you got to figure it out with them, you know? And, like, they're fighting over food, and they're always at each other's throats. Like, I love that energy. And then the ending for me, when they're in the elevator, right? Mm. And they open it up, and it's nothing but the zombies, right? And she goes, Denji, watch Let's this. Go. Have my back, right? And she <laughs> and just can... goes wild with it. And she's like, I'm not coming out. And the door's closed, and she's just like, yep. Denji, it's the biggest weapon ever. And she chops the yeah. big guy's head off. It's like... She brought a lot of positive, and that, that was such a, a tease. And like, it's what it's again, like the kind of arc that we've both had, where it was like kind of an emotional roller coaster. But by the yep. end, where I assume Pull both uh, both hyped for season two. Oh my because god! Because at the end of season one is where we get introduced to like the rest of the deviants and yep. the rest of the crazy people that we're about to like kind of be a part of the team with. And so I'm I'm really excited to see where yeah, it all goes. We haven't really talked about it, but that's one thing I want to give a big shout out to is like the world that this team created mm. is so interesting, right? Because like. It's the regular world, but there's this group of task force that is tasked to go out and to kill these devils that are, you know, killing people. But then on top of that, like, these people also have, like, sold part of their souls to certain devils yep. to gain those powers, right? And, like, it's this really cool dynamic because then on top of that, when Aki loses his power, essentially, right, it's like yep. he's used up his and blade. And I thought that was interesting where it wasn't the blade that he used up because exactly. the blade is the thing that, like, takes away, like, years off his his life. I thought it was interesting. It was the dog devil. Correct. was like, you had him eat too much. He's probably pissed at he you. He doesn't so, want it like, He doesn't yeah, you want fed the wrong stuff. Yeah. Right. So that was and so, so interesting. Then they take him down. It's like when we capture a devil... Like, here they are, and we make contracts with them for our soldiers, right? And so there's only one, there's a couple negatives that I have, but my one negative is, like, I wish that devil would have been a little bit cooler. I didn't like the fun, like, I'm the future, like, look at oh, me, see, like, I, liked, I didn't like I liked his how energy. fucking weird he was. See, like okay, that, I like, wanted to they're be all scary, so, like, dark know? and dreary and scary yeah. and stuff like that, and, like, I, I wanted something, like, you know, a little bit more whimsical, which uh, yeah. I, I got out of the future. And especially where he's like, all right, you got to stick your head in my little hole in my <laughs> stomach that? or whatever. It's but like, it was right. really cool. Like, they go down, and, like, the guy, the two kids both have the same scars, which I want to know more about them. Mm -hmm. I think they're really cool. There's, like, that shark devil deviant oh, guy. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. And he's like, hey, bro, like, now's your time. Like, we're letting you become a regular if you want to back out. And he's like, no. And he's like, all right, well, we found you the best of the best. And, like, they're going through all the things. And they open it up, and it's, like, so scary, right, of, like, you're in this scary dungeon. He opens the prison door. Aki goes in. They lock the door, right? And you're like, oh, shit. Like, yep. I I'm thinking the scary. So the scary, because so far, we've been introduced to just scary monsters, right? Yep. Like, all of them have been unbelievably scary. Except for, of course, Pochita, who is, like, you know, the team anime mascot. Yeah. But he comes out, and he's like, I'm, and he's dancing around. Like, God damn it. Like, what was that, you know? And I also want to shout out to go back to the kind of themes of the, the, the story of being kind of just, like, finding finding your solace in a, in a dark world, yeah. right? Uh, where it, it feels like this first arc kind of culminates in them capturing the, uh, what was it, the the samurai sword devil? The sword uh, man, yeah, uh, that guy Evie. was badass. Um, and who was the grandson of the, like, mob head that Denji used yes, to work for and uh -huh. stuff like that. Um, it took me a little bit to, like, put that together. I think it was while they were fighting he mentioned it. I was like, oh, okay. oh that's who you yeah, are. Yeah, like, uh -huh. I knew you had sword powers, but I didn't know, like, who the guy he was. He had a wild moment of, like, that was, like, episode six to eight, like I brought up. Episode eight is when it all goes down, right? Yes. Where now the mob has put out the hits like on the kids, like right? That. And, like, they're at the table and they're eating. And the guy turns to him and he goes, you know, you fucked up with my grandfather, right? Yeah. And he's like, who the hell are you? Like, what's up? You don't like the food? And he's like, I don't like anything. And, like, he turns to him and it's like, oh, shit. And he's yeah. like, I'm your grandson. You know, that was the moment okay. where I was like, oh, man, that's wild. But it, it, this uh, first arc really culminates in, again, finding solace and Aki kind of, like, 
feeling a little childish about what Denji's doing where he's like, all right, we're going to have a competition and we're going to kick this dude in the balls over and over again. Yeah. And whoever like makes him shriek the loudest gets like whatever, like I love a, that. a free soda. Mm -hmm. I, I forget exactly what it was. And then it's like Aki being like, you know what? I'm letting go. I'm letting go of like the baggage that I've carried for so long. And I'm, I'm going to have fun with Denji because Denji's got like a, a yeah. good and interesting perspective. I need that on energy life. is right. And so, yeah, all around great season, great turnaround. I really liked it. Right. And there's some standout moments, right? The hotel and the eternity devil is like a wild, cool moment, right? Like Denji's out there fighting for three days, days. straight to yeah. get him out. Right. And all for the want of the kiss is great and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like that's great. And he's, she's like, Aki could do, go do it, but he's going to use the sword mm -hmm. and his life will be cut in half, right? And, like, that's a wild moment. Then, like I said, all the plot twists of, like, oh, snap, eight and onward, we're off and running to the races right away. And I want to give a big shout-out to friend of the show, Ryan, right? Like, Ryan is the voice of Denji on the English dub. And spending time with Ryan, because Ryan has voiced some characters that you and I love, of course, mm -hmm. Rhodey from My Hero, right? Like, yep. there's some cool moments. And being next to Ryan... I never heard Denji out of him, right? right? Like when we're just spending time together, it was like I can't picture you as Denji. I can't hear Denji. Yeah, and and that like is when like, you listen to Denji, like I don't hear Rody. No, at all. Like, I don't he's hear got a great dynamic range. Yeah. And I, I really think like uh, this feels like his big breakout moment in the yeah. anime world of like being this main character. And you definitely see him come into like it, he he's feeling this character. He's oh, feeling he, this vibe. And yeah. he's, there's the clip that was kind of going viral, I think, a couple of weeks ago where um, it's the the girl with the iPads like asking him uh, Denji when they're having breakfast. And she's like, so you really set on like uh, going for Miss Makima, and he replies, "Yes." And it's like that, just like the, the little fun that he's having. You can tell yeah. in just like those little moments. It's that great. is Denji to me, yep. right? It's like I watch the show, I listen to Denji, and I don't even think about Ryan, which is the craziest part because I love Ryan, and that's who is the you know actor. But like, performance. exactly, it's so good. It's like, no, that's Denji. Like, I don't, I don't even think about Ryan. It gives me goosebumps because Ryan, you're so talented. We're proud of you, bro. <laughs> like, that's. An awesome performance. And yeah, I want to, I can't wait. Well, I'm sure we'll talk to Ryan soon enough on kind of anime, but like, yeah, a lot of it was like a lot of grunts and like action set pieces. Yeah. And then there was the calm talking and then there was the jokester Denji, right? It's like, <clears throat> there was so much going on with Denji and the voice acting lines. And every time I get to think about Ryan, this is the first person I've ever met who does voice acting, who, mm -hmm. you know, portrays a character that I've watched on screen. I've never had this interaction in my life. It's like, oh shit, like, I don't even see you, Ryan. I see Denji. So shout out. It was really impressive. I applause, love it. Applause yeah. all around. The last question before we move yeah, on. Yeah, bring it on. Lexi G writes in, what was your favorite outro from Chainsaw Man? So if you don't know, every episode, usually yeah. like in, a, in an anime, they do like one intro and one outro per arc. Yeah. This entire season, they did an original outro for every episode. Mike, do you have an answer for me? Oh, my God. So amazing. Just give and me I, one. Uh, I'm really what's impressed. Your top? What's your top? What's my top? Your number one. I have four, but I'll go with my top. It's four. Episode four. Episode four is power, and she's just doing the fun dance. Yeah. And she's just doing this, and I'm like, yes, I love it's that. A, like, it's a fun, groovy song. Like, I like the beginning, too, where it's yeah. like a close-up of her face, and she's just doing it's, all the funny like I, that. I love just, four a lot. Uh, I'll give my honorable mention really quick, I promise. Okay. Number seven, the TVs. So that's my number one. Okay, let's talk about it. Yeah, it's yeah. So I, I, I love it. Dope, it's such a, like a, a, a unique way to do an outro where it's, uh, yeah, it's like an 80s, 90s vibe where it seems to be like a filmed, like live action, like CRT TV. Yes, it's and so cool. They're showing off the episode, uh, episode seven. That's the throw up episode, essentially. Yep. Um, and they're at the restaurant. Um, 
on the TV as if it's like an old school NES JRPG. Yeah. And it's like, it's also, it's backed up by like a really fun song. Uh, yeah, I really adored that one. So that's my, that's my favorite out. I love that. One. B. Four, um, six, seven, eight are the ones I wrote down. I loved. All right. All right. And that's like, and that just shows the kind of labor of love that Studio Mappa. So uh, cool. Yeah. It's so new to me, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like you said, right? I'm so used to, here's the intro, here's the outro, halfway through the season, new intro, it. new yeah. outro. Never, until you said it to me, never did I even think about it. And then all of a sudden, when you're really paying attention, oh, snap, that's totally original, yep. new music, new everything. Well done. Spe speaking of Studio Mappa, really quick, I want to give a Jujutsu Kaisen update. Give me the update. Tell First off, when you do the update, tell me what the heck this is in like four sentences and then give us the update on where you're at. Jujutsu Kaisen follows Yuji Itadori, okay. uh, who's a high schooler um, in a world full of curses. Oh. Uh, a world full of cursed energy, not as publicly known as the devils in Chainsaw okay. Man, okay. but these are things that exist. And there's Jujutsu sorcerers who go out and either fight curses, um, uh, you know, capture these curses, things of that nature. Yeah. Yuji Tadori is a normal high school student um, who finds himself in a situation where he is helping a Jujutsu uh, sorcerer. And to help him, he eats the finger of a curse. And I'm blanking on the name of the curse. I'll look it up in a couple of minutes here um, to gain incredible power from oh, this curse. Okay. Okay. But it comes both ways where now that curse shares the same kind of uh, like uh, kind of shares his consciousness in Yuji Itadori's body. Um, so it's a very interesting premise. And so another suggestion from uh, Mara from the, the community it was like, you got to watch Jujutsu Kaisen. You got to watch this show. And I started it up and I gravitated a lot to Yuji Itadori. And if you're watching the video version, uh, Kevin just pulled up the image of uh, the kind of main crew and Gojo, who's the kind of like sente teacher of the of the story the the guy with the blindfold with the white hair latch onto them very quickly it's another uh kind of dark and dreary dreary world a lot of fucked up like storylines and stuff uh stuff like that uh interesting curses um that just like really just the tone is a very distinct yeah. tone um but eugene uh and gojo are very silly dudes and like even though they're powerful as hell they're just like really wholesome boy uh Yuji is wholesome. Gojo is a little insane, a little bit. Um, so those uh, those two characters I was able to latch onto very quickly. But then when I got into the kind of first main arc in the first season, there's a character that that's introduced, and the way that they're introduced, I was like, oh, this is going to be like the Sasuke almost, of yeah. this, where he's like kind of the emo guy and like doesn't like uh, wants to like kind of corner himself away from the world, but like Yuji is going to be friends with him and stuff like that. And he's even in the intro of the the first half of the season, and he's like wearing the 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 like get up and all that stuff. I was like, oh, he's going to be like a big character. And slight spoilers here, it's been a couple of years, so I'm not too scared of. Uh, they just kill him off at the end of his like first arc, and I was like. Oh, that's that's the world that we're getting into, and so when it got to that, I was like, man, I don't know how that uh, how I feel about this. And then there was other elements in season one, and the way that they're introduced, that like it was hard for me to grasp on to anything else in this uh, first season. The way the villains are introduced, it was hard for me to like kind of gather of like who is this main villain? Why yeah. do we care about him? Uh, who are these like? second year jujutsu sorcerers who are introduced for like five seconds and then we don't see him for like six episodes and stuff like that so by the time i finished episode or the first season there were things that i liked there's a friendship that yuji makes with a student from another school who kind of pretends like they're brothers and like pretends that they've known each other their entire lives it's a very silly relationship that i absolutely adore because they're both just really dumb idiots it reminds me of like uh power and denji a little bit okay, okay. together um and a little things but like as a whole it was hard for me to grasp onto 
this last fall. Yep, tell me. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero dropped on Crunchyroll, okay. uh, which was released in theaters, I think, early last year, oh. but became available for streaming. It's a movie. Uh, yes, it's a movie oh, cool. that adapts the original manga run, and the original Jujutsu Kaisen manga run, which was retroactively named Zero, uh, which very short-lived, uh, lived, has a different protagonist going to the same Jujutsu High School, um, a very different story, uh, more about him uh, sharing the cursed energy of a childhood friend that he was in love with. And that one, that movie really emotionally like resonated with me um, just because of, you know, losing a friend uh, very early on and like the baggage that that carries with you and the power, the, the beautiful things that you can do with that energy and that power and the but the also the uh, you know the other uh, side of it and like how it messes with you a little bit mentally yeah. and how it makes you kind of want to shut off from the rest of the world. So I really resonated with that main character. And also on top of that, I think they introduced the rest of the world and the other elements that I was so kind of hung up on in the show way better. Oh, okay. The main villain who becomes the main villain in the show, well established. I know what like kind of his goals are and know who he is as a character. Uh, getting introduced to the second years who are weirdly introduced in the show and then like kind of sidelined for a little bit and then are brought back. They get like their their moment to shine. We see uh, Panda on the front there. He's yes. just a panda. Uh, I forget the other guy who uses uh, cursed speech. You see him with the scarf. He can only speak uh, in normal conversation in I think sushi ingredients. So he's like mustard leaf and like uh, 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 lemongrass and stuff like that. And it's because when he gives someone an order, like run, it forces them to do whatever wow. he says. Okay. Um. And so, but then the blowback to him, it kind of like gives him like a little bit of weakness too and fucks up his throat. And so like they were really given their moment to shine in this movie as well. And I was, uh, there's a little bit of subverting expectations because, you know, going into this, I was like, all right, it's a different protagonist. He's not in this show. Yeah. He's not in the main show. I, I assume I know how this story is going to end. And I was a little surprised. I was a little surprised with how this story ended and it subverted my expectations in a very good way. And that resold me on Jujutsu Kaisen as a franchise. Just finished rewatching season one last night. Okay. And I'm all the way in. Again, this is Studio Mappa, the same uh, studio that did uh, uh, Chainsaw Man. Okay. The Labor of Love is there. The first ending of Jujutsu Kaisen, Mike, is so your vibe. And I will say, I think might be my favorite ending song of any anime oh, ever. Oh, man. Um, that's good. Okay. So... Highly recommend it if you have the time. Okay. If you're like me and you're not getting fully sold on the show, maybe take a moment, step back, watch the movie, and then get back into the show. It sounds like the movie is a perfect entryway if you're not interested in starting the whole series. I like that. Okay. So that is my little update. Mike. I like that. I want you to tell me a little bit about Blue Lock. Ooh, Baron, I get to talk about Blue Lock, man. This is a show I took a chance on on a whim. I saw one Blessing Out of Yoye Jr. tweet about it. I saw people on our subreddit say, yo, they're going to talk about Blue Lock? It seems mm-hmm. kind of dope with the World Cup happening, yep. soccer, a.k.a. football on everybody's mind. And so I said, you know what? I got the holiday break. I'm going to take a chance on it for all of you best friends out there. And so my only, for- my only sports anime is more of an action sport, which is Skate the Infinity. Yeah. Right? So, like, I've never done the Team volleyball or basketball. Yeah, yeah, nothing like this. It's always been Skate the Infinity, which has been great. But here? this was a pleasant surprise. Blue Lock is fire. Blue Lock okay. is super dope. I'm really blown away. So the story of Blue Lock, of course, is out in Japan, they want to make the next best soccer team for their national team or their world team, we'll call it, right? And so they have now invited all of the under-20 players, the best of the best, to come to Blue Lock, which is like this 
high security. It looks like the Pentagon almost building, right? Jesus. And there's like 200 of them. And they're like, hey, here's the deal. All of you are the very best of the best. But here's, we want to create the world's best striker, the next Messi, wow. the next Ronaldo. But here's the catch. We're only taking one of you out of the 200. Jeez. So if you stay in blue lock, you have the, you have the opportunity to become the next number one striker. But if you fail, you can never try out for another Japanese, like, national team ever again. Wow. Or you can High walk stakes. out now and just live your so life. So you're telling me this entire show is just a tournament arc. Oh, immediately. <laughs> immediately cranks a super tournament arc, right? So we follow our character. I forget his name. We've watched so much now. But he steps right up and he's like, yeah, I'm going to compete right against the best of the best. And the craziest part about this is they're competing for one spot, which is the striker Yoichi? position. Yes. Okay. But, of course, it's soccer, football. We play 11 on 11. Mm -hmm. So the best part is like the next episode is they're like, we've, we've separated you all into 11-person teams. Figure it out. And so you and I, Bear, it's like, oh, I want to be the next striker. You got to be goalie, though, bro. And they're like, oh, what? Yeah. I need to shine, right? Yeah. And so it's just really cool one of like everybody has these powers. And, of course, we learn that our character isn't the biggest in the best, right? He doesn't have the best handles. He doesn't have the best shots. But – he has the field awareness, right? Mm. He knows where the ball is going, where the opposite team is going to be, where he needs to be positioned, where his team needs to be positioned. So it becomes this Very good field with general. Yeah. And it's really, really cool to see him grow over these episodes because the first arc is like the first pool play where it's like, hey, your wing has four teams and the top two team or the top one team is making it onto the next round. The best players from each team will make it on as well. Whoever scores the most goals, whoever gets the most points, that one player out of the 11 will get to go on as well. And so you get this weird dynamic of like, should I score all the goals so I'm the one best player to move on if my team sucks? Are we the best team? Can we get the win, right? Wow. And like, they grow together. Of course, there's some plot twists of maybe one player doesn't want to uh -oh. help the team, right? And it's like so much fun. And I didn't think I would be interested in the sports anime like right. i didn't know how you would turn i mean i feel like or volleyball into something fun you and i got into skating the uh, the infinity which was just a, a bunch of boys who wanted to ride skateboards. boys being boys and then yeah. it's just like uh, is it a little bit of a representation they just secretly want to kiss each other maybe a little yeah. bit so yeah. i feel like if we got into that one i feel like getting into like a yeah. you know a team sports anime would have been this one sold me where it's like oh i'd be interested in watching basketball or volleyball or onward right because i really liked where we went, I liked the stakes. I liked everybody's cool powers, right? Like, mm -hmm. he's got this one friend who's all behind him, and he's got the best handle. So he, like, he turns it on, and he's dribbling past everybody. He's like, oh, this is so dope. Or the one guy has, like, the perfect mid shot, and he's like, I just need enough space, and I can shoot it from 50 yards deep. And it's like, oh, that's so cool. So really fun. You I enjoyed it. Yeah, Blue Lock is well worth okay. the watch. I was, I was blown away by Blue Lock. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, really quick, friend of the show, Cameron Abbott, wrote in to ask, how do you feel about Blue Lock's message about egotism in sports? Uh, yeah, that's a very interesting one. And I think that's where we come down to. It's like they're competing for one spot. And so now you come in it as all these different players have different backgrounds, right? Like, are you the secondary guy? Are you the support player? Are you the number one dude mm -hmm. that everybody wants to talk to? Like, when they had the first match, they lose, right? But then they go talk to the number one guy, right? And it's like, are you that guy on all the cameras? And it's really interesting to see. Now you put 11 dudes and you say, hey, if your team doesn't win, you're out, right? right. And so all these dudes have to shed their ego after all these episodes and come together and play as a team. And it's really fun of, like, how they share the spotlight, 
who says, no, F that, I got to be the dude, right. and how they combat that and say, hey, the fun rotations they do. So, like, for example, one guy just is a self-sacrifice. He's like, I'll be goalie. Like, that sucks, but I'll do it, right? And then the rest of them, it's like, hey, we're going to play three, three, and three. This three, you get 10 minutes. This three, you get the next 10 minutes. And so they cycle through. And I thought it was really d- cool of, like, there's one guy who needs to be the dude, and he, he backs off. He understands. And that's, hey, it, that's an interesting team. kind of uh, two ends there where it's like it's all about being number one, but then learning how to be a part of the team exactly. to be number one, which is it'll be interesting like how they continue that. And you're yeah, selling be, me on this. It'll be really wild. It's like, will there be a plot twist of, hey, guess what? You 11 are now the Japanese national team. Yeah. Or is right. it like, oh, no, we're, or they, we were or only the looking hand, for the one. It's like it's either all of us or none of us. Yeah, thing. it's okay. really cool. Okay. So okay. I like that. And great question there, Cam. I, it is really interesting coming from the sports background of the egos and the big dog, right? And who is that? Or can the team play team ball and come together? Mm. And it's fun to watch them. They figured it out and they got the wins that they needed, which is cool. That's awesome to hear, Mike. One last show before we get to the big one. Yes. The big one, of course, uh, from Studio Bones, Mob Psycho 100, oh. season three, its final season after six years. It's a, kind of a rare, maybe a rare occasion, I don't know, but I, I thought it was unique where the show started back in 2016, and they only released a season every three years. So season oh one my came out God, in I can't do that. That's tough. That's season crazy. two, 2019, and then season three, uh, just this last Holy fall. Which smokes. Let me tell you, Mike, I came in at the perfect uh, time over the Thanksgiving break. Got a little uh, stomach bug. Was okay. uh, kind of like uh, stuck in bed for a little bit. And there's this show that, you know, friend of the show, Lisa Wallen, absolutely adores. Uh, I remember when we got sent a Funimation package a couple of years ago. I got sent the first season of this show. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to finally try it. And these first two seasons, I absolutely fell in love with. It follows uh, Mob, the title character here, uh, who has these kind of um, exorcism powers. Uh, He's a very powerful middle schooler who's working uh, with uh, this kind of scam artist named Reagan who likes to sell the fact that he is like a a, a very talented uh, exorcism performer and stuff like that, but he has no powers and stuff mm. like that. So he's kind of a a, a jabroni is uh, what you would call jabroni. him. Right? Yeah, um, yeah. And so it, it goes on their adventures, and yeah, I absolutely fell in love with this show. It's goofy, it's heartfelt. Uh, the art style was something that took me a little getting used to. There's uh, two characters, especially in that first episode, that look like they're pulled out of Beavis and Butthead a little oh, bit. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. He reminded me of um, One Punch Man when First, Kevin brought that up. If you've been watching, same. And look, same, I was like, "Oh shit, is that one?" Punch same Man uh, manga writer. Okay, so, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, the same writer uh, as One Punch Man. So a little bit of that same humor. If you've gotten, if you've watched One Punch Man at all, yeah, I love that. Uh, very like straight face main character, overpowered in a goofy world filled with goofy characters. But it's centered around more of a middle schooler who's trying to find themselves. Okay. Mob is a very closed off kid when it comes to sharing emotions, and it was really season three that cemented of like what his full arc was. Yeah. Um, I really, it was sometime in the middle of season one where I was like, holy shit, I actually really care about this relationship between Mob and Reagan, even though Reagan is kind of a piece of shit a little bit and is like, lie, like trying to sell this big lie that he is this like, all that like uh you know, uh, exercising ghosts and like all the, uh, all this stuff. And, Season three, which uh, wrapped up the series, uh, they they finished everything that was uh, adapted from the manga. Okay. Um, really cemented what the show was always about, and it was Mob learning how to balance his emotions and to balance sharing emotion and to not let it all boil up. Um, a lot of people uh, were writing in of like, oh, how do you how do you feel about people thinking season three 
wasn't necessary. Like it should have ended at season oh, two. Oh snap! Okay. Slight spoilers at the end of season two, you kind of get the typical Shonen Jump final big bad kind of ah. fight, right? And for me, that's weird because it's like. What, you just wanted them to stop adapting the manga? Like, we're just going to stop two-thirds of the way through the story? Like, that's kind of weird. And and two, the whole typical Shonen Jump fighting the big bad is not what the story is about. It's about yeah. this kid who needs to come to terms with the, the amount of emotions that he is kind of piling up. It's very hype. You'll appreciate okay. this. Where it's a Mob Psycho 100. You'll see every once in a while where emotions are kind of building up with him in him. It'll cut to, like, 1%. And then every once in a while, like mob uh you know uh explosion meter like 30 percent and stuff like cool. that and then every time he explodes he gets a huge burst of emotion like he's super powered and stuff like that and something that uh, a, a manga reader had told me is like each time he explodes it represents a different emotion and the way it all kind of comes together in season three it made me kind of like kind of self-reflect on my last 10 years of dealing with uh mental health issues and stuff like that and really empathizing with 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 mob and like having these explosions of incredible high feelings incredible low feelings and just like the different ways that he's had to deal with that how those explosions have taught people he has met along the way that start off and as antagonists and become friends and like uh like adversaries and stuff like that um i thought was really special and <clears throat> season three is a heartbreaker on many different levels and the way that they wrap up everybody's storyline i think is so beautiful um everything that like the mob uh, his story kind of culminates in a scene of him crying and like i had to pause the show to kind of just like break <laughs> down for a little bit because there wasn't like this big emotional outburst it wasn't like oh now i'm powerful like he was just crying and it was like a, this healthy like letting go kind of thing yeah. and it, it's funny because the stakes are kind of emotionally middle schooler stakes and stuff like that it's nothing huge it's not end of the world it's just coming to terms with you know being finding the equilibrium with your with your emotions which i find very beautiful and honestly one of the most hype moments like that. is when mob is kind of having a a freak out moment and reagan takes off his shoes and starts running towards mob with all of his might and they play the original like the first intro song all the way from back from season one because they did all of the music for seasons one two and three uh for the intros were all originally done for the show which is kind of rare where it's like usually like you'll see an artist name pop up for like my hero or something and you can look up that artist they've got yeah. albums and stuff uh -huh. like that when you see like it pop up for mob psycho it's mob choir and when you look it up on apple itunes and stuff it's like all original music for the show so they can have fun with it. And the way they bring back the season one intro song for the final episode of the show cool. is maybe one of the most hype moments. I love that. I think in all of anime, I was talking to local weeb Michael Hyam over the break, and he was only halfway through season three when him and I were talking, and we were like in agreement that this is the greatest of all time, and everybody owes it to themselves to watch this show. So, That's dope. Uh, also done by Studio Bones, um, different team, I believe, uh, from the My Hero Academia team. But uh, just wanted to give that a lot of praise because I really fell in love with it the last month. Uh, very quickly, um, I wanted uh, to read this question from Mike Mamone from IGN. Hey, Another what up, anime Mike? lover. He asked, what's your favorite mob choir track and why? Oh, I'm really split. Go. There's the intro track uh, for season one called 99. Season two is 99.9. And then season three is just called one. And I think I got to go with the season three intro because okay. it really encapsulates, uh, you know, everything that Mob goes through. 
And uh, yeah, I, my big selling point for you, Mike, uh, really quick, is it gets goofy. It's got like kind of almost like one piece. Oh, you know, I love like, that. Weird, weird characters and you know, a very deep cut for maybe some uh, Toonami kids. Boba Bo, Boba Bo, Bo Bo. If you watch that after after school in the anime block, very weird humor. But the way that they're able to emotionally grab you and really make you care about these uh, characters is uh, really impressive. But Mike, we got to talk about another Studio Bone show. But before we do, here's a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Honey for sponsoring this episode. Honey's the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past, and we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money. Honey's the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite websites. When you check out, the Honey button appears, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site, and if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. We here at Kind of Funny have been using Honey for years, and it has literally saved us thousands of dollars on tech, costumes, food, you name it. Honestly, I just love how easy it is to just set and forget and save. Honey doesn't just work on desktops, it works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out, and by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. Get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kindoffunny. That's joinhoney.com slash kindoffunny. Mike, let's talk about it. My Hero Academia, season six so far. We're talking about episodes 114 through 127. This is coming out on a Friday. I know uh, a new episode comes out tomorrow. Uh, so we're talking up, up until Woo! last Saturday's uh, episode. <laughs> Mike. Cue the intro music, Barrett. Bow, 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 bow. What a good <laughs> intro this was, Give too. me your one-minute spoiler-free thoughts on season six so far. Because then we're going to go gloves okay. off. And you ready for this? Holy smokes, ladies and gentlemen. It has been some time since we've gotten our new season of My Hero. And sometimes when you take a break from something, you forget where you stand. And episode one of this new season kicks you right in the mouth and says, guess what? The stakes are high. The stakes are at a world crisis level, and it's going down for real, Barrett. And I was blown away by where we're at right now with this season and what the action level and the risk level has been. I love it. I did not remember where we stood, but all throughout the season, it has been wowing to see the pros and the students of UA step up in the face of their biggest challenge yet, and also to get a little pieces of the villains, mm -hmm. right? We don't get much love on the villain side throughout this show so far, like the backstory and what they're doing. Right. And to see the culmination of everything, of where we started to where we are on this, wow, oh, wow. This was a treat. And probably, I mean, I'll be real, the best My Hero yet. Like, this is what yeah. we've worked for. I, I, and yeah, this was something that I knew going into it because I uh, started, uh, I'm, I'm caught up on the manga. I read yes. the manga uh, whenever a new issue comes out. So like going into season six, I knew like this is the arc we talked about in our screencast review uh, last year for season five of like, Season five was a weird kind of like we're building up to something and it's just unfortunate that we can't fit that something into the same season. Yeah. Season five was a, a little weird, a little slower. We did get the the nice uh, ending of like the uh, My Villain Academia, learning about the villains, yeah. getting all their backstory, learning about this army that Shigaraki had uh, kind of like accrued and like the, the power that he's about to gain and stuff like that. Uh, but then everything you're building to in that season, it was just like, oh, where is it? Oh, it's crazy. And then we finally yeah. get there. And I will say like, you know, they and like they studio bones needed that. No, 
Studio Bones knew they needed to pull out all the stops for yeah. this one because they know it's the war arc and they know they have to go out with all of these fights and there's so many beautifully done moments mm -hmm. just for like smaller characters. There's an animation of just someone falling over that's just like beautifully done. Like they have never, I don't, I don't think the animation for this show has been this good since season three with all for one versus all, yeah. Uh, one for all. Um, yeah, I, I think it was such a well adapted arc. I'm so excited for where we're going. We're only halfway through the season. We'll talk about the second half of uh, season six on a later episode, of course. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely, absolutely loved what we've gotten so far. Spoilers. Take the gloves uh, off. Yeah, Let's take the gloves off. Let's talk spoilers. Um, where do you want to start, Mike? I'm so interested of like oh, you being God. an anime only watcher. Like, yeah. what stands out to you the most in this arc? I mean, let's just start from the beginning of like, oh snap! Like you said, right? To know where we stand, it's threat level critical, and mm. it is we need to stop Shigaraki and what's about to go down. Right? The doctor is about to turn on Shigaraki, who is being meshed right now with. Uh, one for all. Mm -hmm. And it's like the threat level is so high, but they need more time. Right. But guess what? The heroes are one step ahead, thanks to our friend Hawks, who has been undercover yep. the last season, playing both sides of the field. And so now we know it's game time, right? Mm -hmm. And we kick off on a stellar episode. Because like you said, last season, we had the mob base infiltration slash like shutdown, right? But mm -hmm. now we're at the hospital and it's going down, right? And to be introduced to the new character... Correct me on the name, but the bunny lady. Mirko. Woo! What a treat. What a gosh darn it, Space Jam and My Hero. You trying to get me, you know. I see you. <laughs> I see you out there making me feel some type of way. But to see her just running through that underground to get to where we need to be was something so special, right? And to kick off the episode of her trying to stop the doctor turning on Shigaraki and him coming out and the doctor screaming, oh no, we were so close. And then the power turns on and he gets up and grabs that jabroni and disintegration. And you just know, oh, it's, it's about, like that for the yeah. season. Yeah, that's yeah. where I would start. This was so beautiful of like, did you think when it was all going down, when he got cracked out of the tube, right? When she does like the Luna arc yes. and she cracks open Shigaraki and he's on the floor. Did you think like, oh, they got it. They're, they're done. I mean, of course. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought. But I was uh, surely mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, there, there's so many, like even everything you've talked up to feels like there's so much to dive in deeper. Like I just want to give love to, uh, you know, let's talk about the students, right? Like yeah. they're all split up at the beginning of this, right? Because this is the big, we're taking down the Paranormal Liberation Front arc. Mm -hmm. We've got... Two teams, uh, one is being uh, led by Edshot and all of his backup who are taking down the base for the Paranormal yes. Liberation Front. And then you've got the hospital team uh, because they needed to figure out the location of where Shigaraki and the doctor, uh, Garaki, were hiding out. <clears throat> and so you got Team Endeavor going after uh, the doctor and Shigaraki. And naturally with that, depending on what students are doing their uh, work Correct. studies program at, they're being split up. And so like... Yeah, Deku, Bakugo, uh, Uraraka, um, Ida are all with like Team Endeavor as like support of like getting yeah. people out of town, mm -hmm. and then the rat, the rest of Class One A, all with Team Edshot in the forest, like waiting for the the villa to be taken over. It's really and cool. Of like, hey, you were chosen to be here for a reason. Yes, your skills match up with our skills. For a reason, right? Because they're Denki, afraid, like you said, it's the first time they've been away from me. And early on, Denki Kaminari has one of the most 
hype moment. In Is that the lightning jabroni? Yes. Oh, shout out to the jabroni. So, yeah, like, yeah. him, like, <laughs> getting freaked out and Midnight, like, being like, hey, like, it's going to be okay if, like, saving the world doesn't, like, do it for you. Like, think about who matters to you most. Yes. And, like. And you know. She was listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've oh. got uh, uh, earphone jack who's listening oh. in, and that's a very, uh, very popular. That's a shit. touching moment. And so, like the fact that they confirm it a little bit that he's got feelings for her, yeah. even though she bullies the ever-loving shit out of him all the time. <laughs> he's grown uh, some feelings yeah. for her, and then the fact that he comes out with like sucking up the the one of the dude's uh, lightning yeah. attacks was really, really awesome to see. And we get so many of those moments uh, throughout the season. And I d- I just wanted to shout out to make sure that didn't get uh, yeah. I mean, we're going to lost that. Yeah, the, the kids had their moments, and that's yeah. what we deserve as the watchers, right? We've grown up with these kids. We've mm. gone through the ringer with these kids of them being at the school and the trials and tribulations that they've gone through from not only training but coming together as a unit and also being faced with, like, unbelievable situations. There's stories being told about Class U or 1A, right? Like, yep. can you believe that they'd survive this shit? Like, and so now it's the moment of, like, put up or shut up, right? Mm-hmm. And some of them stood up to it. Some of them weren't quite ready for it. And those were strong and powerful moments of like, oh, you failed. And I didn't, when you watch this stuff, you don't think that your favorite characters are going to fail, right? Like they set us up where it's like, no, you trained for this. You got this, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to do it. And then you see them fail and you're like, oh my God, you failed. And it's like, that's just a child still, right? That's still a kid. And they were put up to like the biggest and the baddest moments. And some of them couldn't do it. And then some of them, who I was so blown away with, my favorite girl who creates all this stuff. Oh, Creaty. Straight. Uh, Momo, yeah, yeah, steps, uh, up, yeah. steps up and it's like, yo, and this is the a, plan. And that's right? such a great, like, kind of uh, full circle moment, right? And that's why, like, I said it in our season five review. You can go back. I, prob- I probably said it. Where it's like, <laughs> a lot of what we're being told now is frustrating because it's building up to something and we just can't see the payoff yet. Yeah. And the class 1A versus 1B arc is very slow. It feels weird right after having the Endeavor fight with the Nomu. It's tough, yeah. And, like, that, one's that was such a hype moment. And then to go to, like, another school arc, it, was, it felt weirdly placed. But then it pays off with even the little moment of Midnight saying in that arc where they're doing the Class 1A versus 1B. And she's like, oh, Momo's going to be a great leader one yeah. day. And then the fact that Midnight is, like, I can't make, like, I got crashed out of the sky. I can't make him fall asleep anymore. Who's good at this? And she thinks of her. And that's the final order she gives to. Amazing. And Momo also kind of really completing her arc here, I feel like, because her whole thing is being self-doubt, right? And that really showcased in itself when she does the uh, finals with uh, Todoroki, right? Um, And then she gets a little bit of that courage back. And she has a little bit of freezing here because this is the real shit now. The moment. But then she comes up with like, all right, here's the plan, and we get it all together. And it's just, it's heartbreaking, right? Because I we're we're jumping all over the place. Yeah, but that's because there's that's so many how it's going to go. Here. It's right. Yeah, get ready. Um, I, I think it's safe to kind of stay with the villa for, at first, and then we'll go over to everything that happened in the hospital, right? And so to have the plan go ahead and like you know, um, the the girl who has the slime, I'm I'm blanking on her name, Pinky. Yeah. Um, you know, we're you know she's got the bottle. And she's going to throw it, but then she recognizes uh, Gigantomachia as that, like, big dude who, like, intimidated them in middle school. And she has this moment of, like, 
oh my god and then our boy Kirishima shows up. Mm-hmm. He gets it into Red Giganto, Riot. So Red good. Riot. And like the music swells. And it's like a track. Uh, I think it's You Say Run, which is like kind of like the hype track of My Hero Academia. And I don't know if we've heard if they've used that track since season three. And or maybe season four, but early, I would say. And the fact that they use it here, you're like, oh my God, it feels like the good old days. The kids are bringing it all back together. And then Gigantomachia goes, all of you are gnats yeah. and just shuts it all down. And I feel like that's another moment that solidifies of like, no, this isn't the same show that we've been watching for these last six seasons. This is, we're getting into a new era of this show. Oh, and the amazing. fact that like he runs away and then a uh, grape juice is like, did we, did we make the wrong choices? Us even being here today? Was that even the right choice? Like it really reminds you of like, these are just kids and yeah. like the, the things that they are being faced with today are really just world changing. Some massive stuff. And like you said, right? Like their team was supposed to be on the outskirts. They were going to catch any stragglers that might come by. And they had, they were most the likely going to be pushed away. And they sat there going, we weren't supposed to do this, right? Like we were not signed up for this. This is our goal was to stand here essentially. Yeah. Right. And like, now it's like, Oh no, it's coming. And you have to do this, right? Mm-hmm. You got to make a choice. And like you said, right. If it wasn't for her to be like, I got to be the captain of this and lead you all, you had everybody doubting themselves where we look and who's going to be it, right? Because there is no Bakugo. There is no Todoroki. There is no Midoriya, right? Like, who is our leader without those three? Someone had to step up, and it was cool. All the kids had their moment, yeah. right? Like, there was a special Like, even 1B, there. and I love that. Like, even, again, class 1A versus 1B, very long arc, maybe a little <laughs> too long. But, like, Mudman gets his moment, yeah. right? And the uh-huh. girl with the mushrooms and, like, all that stuff. You're like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, they got, like, we got to learn a little bit about them. So when they come back here, it feels like it paid off in a, in a really cool way. Um, the last thing uh, before we move over to the hospital area of this whole war arc is um, I just want to shout out... Um, Oh, Bird Boy. Why am I blanking on all of the, the names of uh, these characters? Um, who has, like, the little The kid with uh, all the animals? Shadow. Oh, no. okay. Oh, yeah, I don't know his name. I call him Dark Shadow. I don't remember yeah, yeah, his yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, the, uh, the one who has the quirk Dark Shadow and, like, him saving hawks. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, that's a whole not- – that's part number three. Let's talk about that. Yeah, that's so let's wild. talk about uh, him saving hawks and this whole fight between hawks – and rest in peace twice. Twice. And how, Dobby. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll talk about Dobby, definitely. Um, how did you feel about, you know, the, the big, I, I would say the first big death on the villain side with yeah, Twice. Yeah, first big death and one of the big bromances of mm-hmm. the show. Like, this was a really special one. This reminded me, of course, of Point Break that we watched, right? Johnny Utah, Johnny Football, becoming friends with the Bodhi Cypher on the opposite side, right? Like, right. these two dudes are, of course, of different sides, but they clicked they became together. He earned his trust and the brotherhood was formed, right? Like in no way, shape or form did Hawks want to end that situation like that. Yep. He looked at him and he was like, no, twice, you know what you're capable of. And I know the character that you are inside of you're all this. I know the dude, bro. Yeah. And I need you to understand, right? And there's twice who has been put in the mud. He's been shoved around and he's found a home with Toga and the, the League of uh, Villains, right? And like, that's his family, but he's found a dude in Hawks like no one else who's believed in him, yeah. who's been by his side. And, it, and the back and forth is just heart-wrenching heart to watch. Yeah, oh my and, God. And, and, and really of like, uh, he keeps thinking about Overhaul because yeah. he was the one who brought Overhaul to meet with the League of Villains and Overhaul was the one who killed Big Sis Mag, uh, took Mr. Compress's arm and stuff, and he really, you see the weight that that felt on him uh, a little bit in that arc and then like near the end of the uh, overhaul arc as well of like 
how much he felt responsible for that and to see that happen to him again in his final moments. And I, I love it. He, like you, there's something about my villain uh, or my hero academia that does something really well with the villains where you, you really get to be in their shoes and yeah. feel for them where it's like, yeah, twice isn't a bad guy and or like a bad person, but he's fallen into this path where he just can't see a way out of. Yep. And it's, it's really heartbreaking to, to see. And just him, his last kind of moments is saving Toga again. Yep. And uh, or after she saved him mentally, right. With like giving him the handkerchief and the, the emotional weight you really feel where she goes off the wall, right? And she disguises herself as a hero and then knifes like 10 or at least 10 heroes, like in a matter of seconds, um, you really feel the weight of that loss there. And, you know, I, I really love twice and it, it was, I let him go once in the manga and then I had to let him go again in the anime. I really love the, the voice actor, the, whenever he does like kind of inner monologue stuff, oh, there's always wild. like a yeah. particular vibe to it. I love twice his backstory. It's, it, it's very heartbreaking and yeah, it was, it was hard to let him go. It's really cool because the whole lead up to this, right? Was Hawks is infiltrating them, not only for information, but because the heroes know there's one villain that will shift the tides in this. There's one dude on that side that we don't know right at this moment. Mm. We don't know who the heck that guy is, but there's someone that powerful that could ruin all of this. And it turns out to be twice. And we get to see this epic moment of Hawks with all the feathers wrapping around the room and he's shutting him down. And he's like, you got to chill, bro. And you see these epic moments right before the end, right? Of like Mm -hmm. multiple different twices coming out and feathers just flying through him and the heartbreaking end. And it's like, oh man, like that was so tough to watch. But that had to be done. And then Dobby shows up. And it's like, oh, shit. All of this moment led to this. Where now Dobby sees that. He gives this speech of, like, how could you kill that guy, yeah. dude? Like, you call yourself a hero. And it's like, oh, snap. Hawks is already just giving it all. Mm-hmm. And now he's going up against this dude who, so far, has been one of the baddest of the bads. He yep. is scary looking. He's got a dope power, right? And, like, those blue flames come out. And you're like, oh, man, this is... Yeah. A fight now. And Tokoyami is the one who's able to, yeah. like, quickly remind himself of, like, he worked under Hawks, and he was like, oh, like, what do you think is your, like, your weak point? And he was like, oh, fire, probably, you know? Like, I can't regrow these feathers exactly. uh, uh, quickly or something like that. And so Tokoyami comes to save the day and save him, but right before that, right, uh, before he, like, flies in, there's that moment where Dobby says Hawks' real name, which is not public knowledge. Oh, shit. That's like he only presents himself as Hawks, so Hawks has an inner uh, monologue moment where he's like, who the fuck is this guy? Why does he know who I am? And so he yells back at him at one point, who are you? You see a little bit of the mouth movement, (laughs) and you get no, like... Like voice acting, you don't hear what his name is, but then you see the shock on his face and then the big blast and then Tokiyami comes in to save the day, which is very beautiful. I loved that the, it was heartbreaking to see like Dobby, like tear down Hawks in front of Tokiyami who like didn't feel great about Hawks at first, but then like grew to appreciate Hawks as a mentor, even like the little time that he spent with him and him flying away, tears in his eyes being like, I'm going to save you. You made the right choice. Like even maybe not fully believing that again, yeah. another, another section where it's just like, goddamn heartbreaking, beautiful state flying out the wings, just totally featherless, right? Yeah. Like this is Hawks at his lowest. And this kid has got to make a move to get out of there. And it's like, yep. now you got one of your best heroes, right? Number two, essentially is down and out. It's yep. like, Oh snap, where do we go now? And now we shift our turn and it's, our vision uh, 
to hero number one. Exactly. With everything and that's he's gone got on. A and lot you, going and you, on. Yeah, you mentioned like the them going into the hospital. I love the little like fake out where they think they've got the uh, Garaki, and then like um, uh, Eraserhead erases his quirk, and he like starts to melt yes. because he's so old. And then they realize, oh, this is a uh, twice clone and stuff like that. The real one's somewhere back there. And a uh, uh, shout out to the the moment that you mentioned earlier, where Mirko comes in and she's like. What's up, Doc? Are you the real one? Which Amazing. Cheeky voice acting there, <laughs> which I that, absolutely right? adored. And yeah, I want to shout out the just the animation for the episode titled Number Five Hero Mirko. Yeah. Um, where, where she was crowned number five uh, a couple seasons ago. And the, her fighting all the Nomu, like running down Beautiful. the hallway, yep. spitting, using her like the edge of her feet to just like cut off these things' heads. Absolutely beautiful. The, and her as a character, I feel like, is the like. She's just adult version of Bakugo in a way with like how ferocious she is. Badass. How little she cares about like her safety and like, you know, her arm getting twisted up and like just not caring, even like after, uh, you know, Endeavor kind of like catarizes her wound and she's like, all right, let me fight. And he's like, sit down. Like, you've done enough today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mike, where do you want to go from here? Oh my God. With the, with you have to set that up. Area. It's like, of course, when we're doing the hospital. Now the sound goes out, right? So now mm -hmm. there's no communication, which I always thought was so wild, right? Of like yeah. all these different areas, there's no communication, right? Which yeah. is, I think is so wild. But yeah, after the hospital, I mean, there's so much to talk about. The one thing How, I do, wh I want to say. What was your fear level, right? We're, we're kind of jumping off yeah, yeah. the Shigaraki waking up, right? Oh, through the roof. Yeah. Through and the so, roof. Like we're, you know, he's kind of in that weird dream state where he's like rejecting his family and going yep. inside uh, one, uh, all for one. And then he wakes up. He takes the cape because he's like, I'm about to have this drip, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm going to look When he badass. grabbed that guy, murdered him, and then took his cape was bad. Yeah. And then he just touches one thing because this was his power up before he even got yeah. all for one. This is just now I can touch one thing and anything else that touches my Wild. cracks also dissolves the call out of you have to stay in the sky yeah if you can't be in the sky don't even come here because it's going down but before we get into the sky fight right okay when everything's dissolving and the heroes realize oh he's awake yes and they start running away what was the fear level with the racer head being grabbed by the nomu right oh my god and then so we, we we get a not a huge character but another uh, uh hero crust who is also in the top 10 number heroes, yep. sacrificing himself and wow. him giving the thumbs up as he's <gasps> dying and like dissolving. What a Dis fucking beautiful moment. What a moment. Absolutely yeah, yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah, like, and that, like, there becomes repercussions of, you know, uh, Eraserhead getting grabbed by that Nomu because now he's, he's got to be carried by two yeah, dudes exactly. for the rest of this the rest fight. Of the and we don't, we, before we even get further in, we still got to talk about the doctor and his relationship to those two dudes, right? That mm -hmm. was one I was like, oh no, you know what I mean? Another fun reveal of Eraserhead and Present Mike. That was their third homeboy, was the doctor who lost also, himself and went to evil. Did you uh, guys notice the doctor? He, that's the same doctor that tells Midori as a child that he doesn't have the quirk. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's implied. But no, I don't mean, know, it's they for never... sure the same doctor. Like I, I, because I just rewatched mm. the first uh, episode, like five episodes. Yeah, with yeah, that's yeah. wild. Cool, Greg and my sister-in-law too, and it's like he looks exactly the same. It's it's implied, but they never outright say. Okay. Um, it, it, and uh, yeah, the uh, their third friend was uh, Kurogiri, the war yes. villain. Uh huh. Um, which got revealed at the uh, near the end of season five was like the base of Kurogiri, who's like almost like a perfected Nomu. 
is their friend who died in high school, yep. um, which is like really heartbreaking. Like, yeah, the disgust that Mike feels when yeah. he's like carrying him he's out. Like, I don't want to be he's like this guy's right. Pure evil. I can't believe you did this to us. Yeah. Right. That that was one of those moments because there's so much going on, and when we have these quick pauses of like, hey, we're gonna park the bus and tell you a quick story. It's like that was a tough one for me because I love President Mike and mm. Eraserhead has been with us since the start, right? Like this is a character we've all attached ourselves to and to see the disgust and the, you know, just the backstab of like, Oh, that was our homie. Like that was tough to watch right there. So do we want to get into the, this yeah, fight we, with now we go the, into the big fight. Now we get to it. The first showdown between one for all and all for one since season three, Mike, how did you feel about this Midoriya Midoriya feeling Shigaraki, like waking up and stuff. Amazing. Right. And Midoriya has grown so much. And like, He's grown a lot to the point where we haven't even seen some of the growth, right? Like, he's learning new skills. And we had to just, like, quick, like, hey, you didn't know, but now he learned how to levitate, right? Like, we had to teach him how to do that because yeah. it's moving fast here. Mm -hmm. And, like, oh, my God, the showdown is so cool. And Midoriya stepping up as Deku as the hero, right? And, like, never backing down. That's the Midoriya we know, right? And, and then, that was just unreal. And then Bakugo, who I would say has probably one of the best character arcs oh, in this show oh, so beautiful. far. Really coming full circle um, with him sacrificing himself. Uh, you know, yeah. Deku trying to win this fight all on his own. One, all for one has seemingly taken over Shigaraki's body. Yeah, and he's body, trying to like, push him back, but he's being accepted. Yeah, because they've introduced the idea that, like, if you, uh, because he's one of the few people who would know taking someone's quirk, you take in a little bit of their personality and stuff like that. So we see a little bit oh. uh, of that bleeding into Shigaraki. And then Endeavor being the dad, right? Mm -hmm. Of like, you three boys are with me, and I told you to leave, but, like, I know you're coming with me. Like, yeah. freaking figure it out, boys, yeah, right? And yeah. the, all of them stood right there. Like, he was like, we're Shoto, because he, like, imagines the three of them yeah. together. It's, it's like, like, no, cute. I got you. And so, yeah, that was so cool. And to see the but, power and the movement of everyone was cool. But Bakugo, his moment, right, where he sees Deku trying to win this fight on his own, which yeah. has been his personal struggle of trying to be the best and not trying to rely on people, but then learning how to be a part of a team, learning how to respect Deku, even though he has been pushing Deku away for his entire life, right? And them bringing the dialogue back, right? Where in, in episode two of the show, where uh, Bakugo is being taken over by the sludge villain, and Dek uh, Midoriya talks about, like, uh, there were no thoughts my body moved before I could think because I saw my friends like in trouble and I didn't want him to die. Yeah. And the way that they bring that back, but it's Bakugo saying that and taking the fall for Deku yeah. and him telling Deku, stop trying to win this by yourself yeah, yeah. because they've kind of done a, like a coin or like a flip here. And like, what their priorities are. And it's, it's heartbreaking to see Deku like destroy himself a little bit. And then, really freaked the fuck out when he sees Bakugo die where he's like chomping on like the red like uh like needles or yeah. whatever mm -hmm. that's coming out of his fingers really really awesome like so well animated yeah and it's like there's like this incredible threat of it's Endeavor it's Bakugo it's Midoriya against this epic threat right of like Shigaraki's all that in a bag of potato chips and he's got him right okay. but we also know the freaking big Gigantima is on the move, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, you're counting down the moments of, like, hustle, boys, hustle, and he's coming, and they're fighting, and he's coming. A lot it's, of like, threats. this fun back and forth, right? And then the three of them working together to beat him down, right? And then all of a sudden, you thought they had him, and then freaking Gigantima shows up, you know? And then we get to some great reveals. Of course, something that we have to keep in mind, right? 
they were the the villa and the hospital not super close together. So Gigantomachia like leveled uh-huh. a good amount of cities to get oh, on the yeah. way there. Um, and with that, you know, uh, we we had Toga run into Uraraka with some interesting trying to come to with terms oh, with like what's going I, on with heroes. That with, was so cool with Hawks killing twice and stuff like that. Really creepy scene, like so well adapted. Where Uraraka like goes into the house. You can't t- quite yeah, tell where you don't Toga's know where Toga's from. at. Yeah. Like, oh, this is scary. Yeah, it was so interesting. Of like the villains on the back of Gigantomachina, and Toga goes, "I have to ask my friends what they think. I want to know their opinion, right?" And like, <laughs> and they're not the even villains friends. are like, "We're your homies," and she's like, "No, I need to talk to Midoriya and of course Uraraka, right?" And like, she jumps off, and he's like, "You come back, yeah. like come back for us, right?" And then she gets to square up, and like. That was a cool moment of, like, you see this girl Toga just, like, twice, right? Where it's like, there's good inside of you, and mm-hmm. I know that. And she just wants to talk with her friends and figure out, am I good or am I – where am I, right? Yeah. And she's like, I would never do that. And it's like, oh, snap, we about to square up right now. And then she goes off crying. Like, that's something that Uraraka yeah. notices. Like, she's going through some stuff right yep, now. Yep. So that's another threat that maybe we'll see come back. Oh, man, that's day. a good – that was a good moment. That was another heartbreaking one. But then Gigantomachia arrives with the League of Villains on his back, and then we get maybe the biggest reveal of the season. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm going to ask you. We have the reveal of Dobby. Yeah. And his secret identity, which has been teased since uh, he was introduced, I believe, in season at end of season two, beginning of season three. Uh, He is actually the long thought dead eldest son of Endeavor, Toya Todoroki, or, uh, yeah, Toya Todoroki. Um, and while he's revealing this to his father, uh, the, the guy with the long black hair is uh, hacked, like, all screens in yep. Japan and, and is revealing to the this world. to the world. Amazing. To break down his father yep. that did him dirty, right? Yep. And, like, we've seen Endeavor's arc over these past couple seasons of trying to be a better father, also wrestling with... I've always been number two. I've been in the shadow of all my, and now I need to be, number one. to be number it's one. It's right. Yeah. Now I'm number one. I got to be a better father. I'm and training these boys. The, like this being the, his first big moment after fighting Correct. Nomu of his second big moment as number one is his son is revealed to be the serial and killer. breaks him. Yeah. Right. Like he's already on the ropes after doing everything possible to beat down, um, Shiraki, right? Like they finally got him on the ropes mm-hmm. and then these guys show up and he's like, Oh, I'm about to exhaust this man. And he tells him that. And he's like, look at look at dad's face right now. And you just they pan down and he's just broken. Yep. And god damn it. Todoroki comes and he's like, fuck that. We're about to battle. And he's yeah. like, oh, I, I, man, I love this uh, the battle between the sons. And then when all seems lost, we get the reveal of two long forgotten characters, but they're back. We get uh, when Dobby's uh, about to come down and he's doing like the um, like flash fire fist, and you think like, oh, he's about to kill Daddy. We got Best Genus flying in from an airship, which I'm gonna say I'm disappointed by, because in the manga, right, and this is a snobby manga moment for me, right? They reveal that someone is in a plane on yeah. their way to this fight, but they don't show who it is in the plane. So it's like maybe a little bit like if, if you're paying attention, maybe you can put together like one plus two here. But they don't reveal it until he wraps up Dobby and he's fallen from yes. the sky. Whereas in the show, they're like, oh, we're going to reveal it almost like an, an entire episode earlier of yeah. him being in the plan. I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like the whole plot of him being killed by um, uh, Hawks mm-hmm. was just kind of like, that doesn't make any sense. 
Like I, Hawks brings over some sort of cadaver and shows it to uh, Dobby, right? Right. And Dobby's like, "All right, that's it." And it's just like, well, it's a little I, loose. Yeah, very loose. <laughs> yeah. Do we get an explanation? Well, he's like, "You showed me his dead body. What the heck?" I, I no. think the implication is that it was his body, but like under like you know the. I don't know. There's the stuff that super like, sedation or something weird. Yeah, yeah like whatever. I, I think that was the implication. They just kind of. There's so much going on where I imagine also, Horikoshi when he was writing it was like, I don't have time to explain enough, this. Yeah. Uh, also, Barrett, I did prep this image here. Oh no, I've seen it before, but oh, again, okay. I feel like it's it's, it's only it's only implied. They're never like Deku never has a moment of like, hey, you're the guy who told me I don't have a quirk. I, you know, I get that, but like. Like, no, I know. Like, I, I get the, where you're going. The, his, I, like, sunglasses and stuff. Yeah. It's like, surely this must be building to something, right? Yeah. Like, it's so random that they're just yeah. like... We'll see. Interesting. Maybe maybe Deku down. has a stolen quirk but and they lie to him. He's yes. got a badass yeah. intro mm. of, like, jumping out of the plane and right, and you're like, okay, best genius. Because it's been like a that. while. It's like, oh, best genius, what's, what's we the haven't deal? Seen right? As a casual seen, fan, seen, you're like... What's his deal? We haven't seen him since season three with uh, One for yeah. All and All for One. Oh. We saw him for five seconds in season five. And, and he it. has the spools of thread, right? And they're all going out with him. And it's like this badass scene of like, here he comes. And then he's wrapping like, up oh, that game to Makia. Yeah. He, they talk about he only has one lung now. So he's like wrapping up these big people and he's like, like coughing up blood and his eyes are bloodshot. And so, so badass. he's getting stressed out. And then we get the reveal of my He's back, boy. bro. Lemillion is back with his powers. We all thought to ourselves, like, one day, one day little Aerie can have the power to reverse Lemillion right. after he got his quirk stolen from him after the, the quirk-stealing bullet, right? And, uh, I, 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 you know, it was one of those things. I remember Wait, reading the on. manga, and it was like, how, how? What, what is happening right now? And you kind of forget that, like, essentially, like, where they show the... Uh, you know, season five where Deku's kind of having dinner with like the rest of the friends. And he's like, oh man, I'm so lucky. That's technically the last time we see them before this war. And so yeah. we've had a three month skip essentially. So yeah, there's three months we have like, we don't know. And what those the two have been on. tied together since the beginning. Yeah. Right? Lemillion and Ari have been with each other and she yeah. knows what she has to do. Right. And he has been, Hey, I'm the big brother. I'm taking care of you no matter what, even if you can't. And then her showing up for here. him and being like happy to be no, there I'm for here him for, after, yeah. after training and all that stuff. That, and again, another moment where I felt like they played their cards a little too early in the, uh, in the anime, whereas in the manga, you know, you see someone save Burnin, who's the uh, sidekick to Endeavor, the, the girl with the green oh, fire hair. Oh, she's cool. She's cool as she's fuck. She's badass. But you see oh, her yeah. get overwhelmed by Nobu in the manga, but you don't see who it is. You're like, what's going on? And they don't reveal that it's Lemillion until his face pops out, which is like the first time you kind of get introduced to him in the yeah. show, right? And he goes, power! And they play their cards a little too early, I, I would say, in the anime, where it's like they show him a little too much oh, when I he saves like, Burnin. It and hit you, hard, though. Like, it's, it hit, it hit hard because, like yeah, like Kevin says, like, we didn't, honestly, you didn't know if he was coming back, right? At this point, it's like, oh, our big dude is out, right? Yeah. Like, we, at, at no point did I think in my, in my mind of like, Oh, he'll be back. Yeah. Like, it was like, no, this is all about Deku and the boys right now. Like, I didn't even think. Almost, yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden he shows up. It's like, that's beautiful. Yeah. But also, a little short-lived. Yeah, right? like, like, he, he gets, does he gets his work, uh, but then a little quickly early. gets shut down. But then we get this great moment of Bakugo coming out, and he's like, he's super, he's got holes in him. He's like, you know what? It's I'm coming back into the moving. fight. Yeah, it's insane that he's moving. Ida joins him. He's like, I can't keep my eyes off of you for a second. Like, what's going on? And, oh, you know, wait. it's been teased that, you know, I think it was 
at the beginning of the Endeavor Agency arc where Bakugo's like, oh, I have a hero name. And Deku's like, oh, what is it? He's like, I'm not telling you. And he thinks in the back of his Horrible mind, name. he's like, I'm waiting to tell Best Genus. I'm waiting for my moment. Yeah. And he comes out with uh, the, uh, the name. And I'm. Super uh, Explosion Dynamite. Great Explosion. It's beautiful. Great Explosion God Dynamite, which or Great Explosion Murder God Dynamite is uh, his name. Perfect. It's perfect. Which everybody's like, what? So dumb. Like even the villains are like, that's cringe, bro. It's <laughs> like, perfect. It's perfect. And then Lumillion laughs at it. He's like, that's hilarious. Like awesome job. Yep. And you know, it's a it's a very long name, but I'm 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 sure that people are eventually just gonna call him Dynamite. Which is obviously a, a little uh, okay, a little uh, you know callback to All Might, which oh, uh, because I like he, that. you gotta okay. remember he's an All Might fanboy. He as is well. an All Might not super fan, yeah, yeah. So much uh, open Quick. about it as Deku, right? Quick question: Did you guys talk about uh, Eraserhead and like the insane we fucking move that like? Did you guys miss that or did we? You know? we, oh, we're... we we briefed over that when he got shot. Uh, he got shot by the uh, Quirk Erasing power and then quickly just fucking chopped off his own leg right there. Did you think, like, when, because that episode uh, ended on a cliffhanger, right, where he's getting shot, did you think, like, oh, shit, that's it, that's it for I never thought he would rip off his own leg. I, oh, thought, uh, I thought it was like, oh, snap, he's yeah. going to lose his power, and it's, we're, the battle will be shifted. It's implied that that's more of a knife, but I'm just going to say the size of that thing looks like a fucking machete, and I feel like that's why it was so easy for him to just, like, slice it, it was off. Amazing. Like, he's, it's he's amazing. Just, I fucking love him. He's such a badass, and the yep. fact that he was just, like, Got to handle this situation to keep him from healing. Yep. Got to stop. Got to win this no matter what. Oh, if, man. If I'm out of this race, we are he also, we're done for. Yeah. Is he the adoptive father of Ari? Because like, I, I feel like that's what it made it, it seem like, like it, when they first introduced them. Kind of, but it also seemed like the school adopted Ari. Yeah. I don't know what's yeah. going on. I don't know Aerie. who like the actor. Yeah. I think maybe. Uh, I think maybe Aizawa. I'm not yeah. entirely sure. Yeah, that's there. A, that's an interesting vibe. Again, an- yeah, another that. thread that they're like, because yeah. eh, if, if you just have, fill in the gaps, uh, Ari there. Like, I mean, she can. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She could probably uh, heal him up and stuff like that. But and that's who he thinks of. Of like, thank you for saying like giving me the heads up because he thinks of her in that moment of like. We could probably get me yeah. back into uh-huh. a better state yeah, in case all goes to hell. But yeah, the um, ending now. So now we get to the end, right? Of like, he is passed. And then, out. Uh, uh, sorry, really quick uh, before I forget, Endeavor or uh, uh, Eraserhead. You know that moment where uh, Shigaraki gets his face. Oh, that was badass like a, too. Holy there was a moment smokes. where he got him to deactivate his quirk for just a second, and you see him grab at his face. Maybe his eyesight might might not be great after it's this. Who knows? That's who knows? And it shit. was so beautiful to see Deku and Bakugo, who were uh, kind of like taken away from the fight by Gran Torino. Another hype moment of him oh saving them. Oh my god! There's so much. Um, oh my god! Them say like them coming to save their teachers, which is really beautiful. But yeah, let, let's get to the the big moment, which I would say is when they when all for one almost steals one for all from Deku. Yeah. Yeah, he and them going into it. that world in their in their minds. Oh yeah, that was crazy. B. Yeah. yeah, that's not even that's not even the end. Yeah, that was a wild moment of like. And then what? All one for or all for one was like no, not right now, fool. And like they push him back out yeah, of that. Yeah, the, like, the, the little world, brother, that was crazy. the little brother of uh, all for one. Oh um, yeah, that was nuts. Was like we've chosen. <laughs> Very weird wording. Especially we've chosen this, this little boy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've chosen to stay inside this boy. And I was like, we could have. People who write like the subtitles and translations, like we could have done 
better than that. I'm just gonna. I'm just I gonna like that it. one. That um, was wild. <laughs> um, but yeah, like they're like, no, this is like we believe in this child. You yeah. don't. You can't even. You are so far gone and so evil that you can't even fathom that the power that this child is using is purely for others. He is raging right now for others, mm-hmm. not himself. He is not mad that he's destroying by himself or that you have hurt him. He is mad at the like about the others that you have hurt because of all this. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and there's that little bit moment of fear where they get out of the dream world and you're like, so did he steal? Yeah, did he get one it? for no. all? Like, yeah. what's going on there? And um, yeah, so heartbreaking to kind of see all for one take over Shigaraki. Where like, uh, you know, the we get. Mr. Compress gets his moment. That's his uh, moment. See, that yeah. was, everybody had a moment, yeah. right? And like, even the lizard man had a moment of like, we Waking saw with up it, him and Shigaraki was like, what are we doing, bro? What yeah. are we, why are we in abandoned buildings eating mush? You Fun know? fact, that whole like uh, CDC, like the anti like uh, creature uh, yes. quirk thing. That was a scene that was originally in the My Villain Academia arc that they didn't adapt for last season. Oh. And a lot of people were up in arms because it's like, that's a great scene of mm. like, like a, a lizard boy and his like kind of like not knowing where they're at as a group and like kind of showing like the kind of darker side of this world who were like racists against like yeah. animal uh-huh. people like quirks and stuff like that. It's like really interesting and they just like portion. cut it last season. So it was, it was cool in well, the context that they, they I brought like it back put it in, in the season. And Mr. Compress, like you said, right? It's like, I just got to get to my back pocket. And then like he starts decompressing his own body, right? To get out of it. It's some crazy shit yeah. right and yeah. he he gets his whole like i you know my great grandfather yeah, was yeah, this, uh, fine. robin hood this dude fine. who we mentioned for five seconds <laughs> two seasons ago and it's like <laughs> all right fine. like and then you get like a full face reveal and you're like damn mr compress is kind of hot and then like oh shit he's hot bro yeah, and he's like all bloody because he's like compressing his entire body and that gives it just enough time for uh i'm i'm blanking on the lizard dude's name spoilers, um bros. uh spoilers Oh, it's not on the Kevin hasn't yeah, Kevin hasn't listened to or watched it yet. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know. Kevin, we got to go. You gotta put your put your headphones down for a second. It's I'm fine. about to Keep about going. to spoil Keep, this. Yeah, so yeah, he's like they wake him up. Mm-hmm. He calls forth the Nomu, and it's no and longer it's like, Shigaraki because yeah, there's this whole oh, yeah, battle it's of like now and like even when they're in the dream or all for one world or whatever you want to call it, right? Like Shigaraki is struggling with all yeah. for one because he's like. Oh, I want I don't want to be you. I want to surpass you, which is such an interesting thing where it's like on the hero side, that's what All Might wants for his students. His he wants and like all the other heroes want their students to surpass them. And it's interesting to finally see the relationship between Shigaraki and All for One shown more than just like his childhood and upbringing yeah. and stuff like that of like, "Oh no, you weren't trying to make Shigaraki like a better you. I just want to You're just using him yeah. to like steal all for one and to kind of keep your life going and stuff like that. So you don't even really care about Shigaraki oh. in any way. And I was like, a, oh shit, like this kid has been manipulated since he was, uh, whenever the stuff happened with his family when he was so young, right? And it's, it's really heartbreaking. So you feel that in that moment when Deku is like, I really felt like you I needed saved. I thought saving. you wanted to be saved. Yeah, yeah that was crazy stuff. And yeah, I, you know, you and I talked about it because I, I was unpleased at the ending, right? And we're gonna, yeah, talk to me about Let's this. talk like, about that because, like, of course, to wrap it up, Mr. Compress gets Dobby. He gets the two of them. They run away, right? Yeah, and, and they, they, they fly off They're, on the and Nomu. And then Deku has the moment, right, where he's chasing after him. And, like, he's still unconscious and not full strength, so he's not stealing anything. He just says, I'll see you again and pushes yeah. them back, right? And for me, we had such a big moment here, right? Like, this was, like, Avengers Endgame level. 
I thought we were going to end this here with us defeating Shigaraki, right? Wow. But then my question goes, is like, well, what's next? And I feel like that's where we're at with Marvel. It's mm. like, you've had the biggest payoff ever, and now Thanos. we have really struggled to figure out what's next. Mm. And I don't want that, of course, for my hero, because I'm loving what I'm seeing after this season, yeah. right? But like, I thought, oh, we beat him, then we'll figure out who's the next big hero, yeah. whatever, right? But like, that's not how it is. He gets away, and it's yeah. like, Oh, we're just gonna we're gonna keep fighting him. So I was yeah. like, I'm 50 50 on it right now. So that's interesting. Like that you did you ever think that Shigaraki was like the end game villain at all up until now? Oh yeah, as of right now, Shigaraki was the end game villain for me. And you not thought like, like this was end game or like I'm not, I'm not talking end game movie spoil, but like, like stay like staying level where it's like yeah. we defeat this guy and then we'll have half a season to another season of setting up something else. You know what I mean? Mm, I thought this was the end game for Shigaraki. Okay. Let's say that. I thought this was the end game for him. But then, like, where, where were you imagining they go after Shigaraki? Just, like, a new villain Go back to school. Everybody gets healed up again. They grow up, let's say, five to ten years, and we wow. go somewhere I'm different. Jumped. Like, that's how I envisioned that. Of, like, okay, next. Because we'll talk about it. The outro, right? Or the, the intro, intro of the new intro is, like, we in this post-apocalyptic world, and Deku's got a backpack, and everybody's looking at Deku, but there's sun also shining, so maybe there's some good. And he's like, I'm the dude, and you're like, <laughs> are you the dude? <laughs> so for me, it was like, oh shit, we just, we got, we back to kind of square one, you know? So to, to me, like, Shigaraki was always the the kind of endgame thing, and like, to granted, I was going into the season reading the manga, knowing yeah. where we're going and stuff like that. To me, this is Infinity War, right? Where it's like the... You know, you get the hype moment where you think the heroes are on top, and then the entire, like, last third of the arc is, like, no, y'all were not ready for, like, everything yeah. that the villains had mm -hmm. here. You know, a good chunk of Japan is just destroyed right now destroyed. because of Gigantomachia. Granted, they captured Gigant. There are little wins here, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the, Ooh, the last episode. 600 bad yeah, yeah. guys. 100 got away. Yeah, the last like episode of this arc is, like, kind of half of the episode is a recap and then kind of a little bit of following up on the aftermath and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And heroes like are dead. Heroes are super injured stuff. Like, yep. uh, yeah, like, uh, you know, again, Everybody's spoilers, bro. Everybody's going to need to recover. Uh, you know, rest in peace, Midnight, the first Whoa. major character who's Sexy like Midnight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she really dead. So in the last week's episode, right? You've got the kids who discover yeah, her exactly. body, and they're screaming. and they're crying. Yeah, and they're like just like they can't believe what they're seeing. Okay, because they even convince themselves when they when she gave them the order, they're like. Uh, grape juice is like uh, midnight's okay right and uh pinky is like yeah she's still got so much to teach us right and that realization of like what was lost yeah right yeah. and that and that's what really came together for me like I, like i knew because there was so much when i got to this arc in the manga with the 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 big war arc that i'd heard about for a, a little bit uh once i started reading and knowing that there was more after it i was like this isn't the final fight with shigaraki like i okay. I, I had an expectation that Things were going to go south, and there were going to be great moments. Lemillion's going to come back. And like, we're going to get some some little wins, but like all for one is has always been end game. Here. Yeah, and and so like and the, the fact that take me back to my body is right. That's exactly. big shit. And so nice. yeah, and then we uh, we get the kind of uh, the tease for what'll be uh, this weekend's episode, right? Of uh, yeah, take me back to my body. They're gonna you know. Use the Nomu and I assume Shigaraki to to break all for one out, which again, like this season is not pulling any punches when it comes to the whole like Japan's getting fucked up right now. Yeah. And like how how where do we go from here? And so, you know, you got in the tease a little bit with like the the next arc with the new intro, which I'm gonna say 
fucking amazing. Mm. The, the music, like I, I think really? I like this. I think I like this song more than the first song. Oh, I love this first song. Okay, this season's like let's just say like this the season, not this new one. I think that might be their best right now. Interesting. And I think that happens every time. It's like you fall in love with it, and you're like, I love this song, and then you forget the other ones. But like as of right now, like that's one. It's like I bounce a little bit, and I'm like, okay. And then Sora Niutaiba is still my number one. I enjoyed the first one. And again, maybe I had the wrong expectation because I knew how dark the war arc was going to be. Yeah. And so it was like a manga reader. It's like, this should be darker. This should be a heavier song. We need to, but like at, at the same time, I'm like, but maybe for anime only, this was the right, like, let's fuck with your expectations yeah. a little oh, bit. Oh, you fucking and with And things are yeah. going to be happy-go-lucky. And then we get to the end of this arc. Second and one. then we get into Whole this new vibe. intro yeah. with its sad Deku Going at like you know like flying around. He's like he's running just, by himself, yeah. and uh, your, or Rock is like, "Yo, come back here, bro." Yeah, and he's, and like, he's, he's like, thinking I'm all about by it. Myself. Yeah, the way that intro is animated too, it's so beautiful. Like the way like the animations of him like flying through the city yeah. are so good. He's almost uh, a little a little critique, a little too much Spider Man, a little too much Spider. Oh, yeah. He be doing this next to oh, the yeah. building. You're like, and okay, that's why I know okay. Tim Gettys would love this show because Deku <laughs> is literally just Peter Parker. He's it's been a joke for like years <laughs> yeah. at this point. Uh, Horikoshi, the the mangaka of uh, My Hero, is like a known Spider Man. Like Spidey, so. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, he's got the other users. Uh, we, he hasn't manifested all the power, true. so, uh, so maybe true. you'll you'll get some uh, some stuff that makes him less just spider-man in the future but my last uh, or my question before we get to a couple of viewer questions to wrap up the show um where do you think we go from here as a as an anime only, or uh yeah an anime only watcher here oh. where do you think it goes from here mikey thanks bear for that question like what because... what thread uh, he, let me reword it what thread out of the dobby reveal uh one for or all for one running away ha like a third of japan being destroyed like what is the one thread that you fall uh, want followed up on, and like how, like where do you think it's going to go? The rebuild, the rebuild of hope, the rebuild of yes, we can fight this and defeat this evil. Because, like you talked about, mm -hmm. the new intro gives the sense of hope is lost, mm -hmm. everything is over, we're never going to be able to come back because we've lost so much. But then the shining on their faces of like there's going to be something, and we're going to be able to rebuild. So for me. It is the rebuild. And I will say this. What we just saw over this season is probably the best I've ever seen in My Hero. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you can build a grand scale of what we just saw ever again that will get me that hyped. Like, now I'm worried. Like I said, mm. I thought this would be the end of where we're at because that was so big. Yeah. Right? It's like that payoff was massive. You're telling me. That's somewhere in your back pocket, Barrett, and the creators out there, that you think you can bring something better than that? Because that was your best. I don't want to give too much of my thoughts away yeah. on where uh -huh. the manga is at and all this stuff. What I will say, at least for this season, we're only halfway through the season. That's crazy. And there are so many moments that I know are going to happen this season because the manga is at a point like they're not going to catch up with the manga this season. Okay, okay. So I have a good idea of like roughly where they're probably going to end this season. And we still have so many moments That's where, wild. like, when they're that they're gonna adapt, that are gonna like make me cry, tear up, get hyped. Like, there's a lot of that. I won't talk about where we're at currently in the manga and all that stuff because I don't want to like, I don't want to like, you yeah, know, no you spoil, no nothing, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. that. But I will say of like, we're we're still gonna get some good moments for the rest okay. of the season. Okay. Maybe it'll take a little bit of time to get back to the the grand hype kind yeah, of like, that's big tough battle to get stuff. To. That's what that's my Marvel but problem. I, but I will say the in problem. between stuff of like building back up to that, I think you're still gonna have a, a, a lot more fun 
more so than we did last season, right, with Class 1A versus 1B and the, the okay. Endeavor Agency arc and stuff like that. Uh, really quick, Michael T. McCarthy writes in and asks, were you guys shocked by the Dobby reveal? Oh, of course. Yeah, how could okay. you not be? I thought that was a massive reveal. Mm. Yeah, oh yeah. I didn't see that coming. Oh, okay. I had no idea about that, right? Especially because we were just getting to the point where Endeavor was showing his father-like skills, right, of like trying and the family slowly accepting him back. And, like, I thought that was beautiful and what I wanted. In no way, shape, or form did I see that coming. No way. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, it's interesting. So um, I was an anime-only watcher for My Hero Academia for a long time, and it was the it was season five, like the beginning half of season five, or it was really slower. I was like, all right, I needed to start reading uh, the, the manga. And so uh, once I started that, I got spoiled on the Dobby reveal when I was oh. only watching the show and it was, uh, you know, it was trending like everywhere. And uh. so like a year before I even like got to that moment in the story, like I, I knew. And it was one of those things that I saw and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah, okay. I, 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 I can see that. And like oh. it didn't ruin that moment for me when I got to it because I feel like the payoff there is so good. Because, it's so yeah, good. They're building up Endeavor so well mm -hmm. and uh, they build them up so well just to tear them down again. Tore uh, them down. And so, Yeah. My Hero Academia Season 6, only the first half of the season. We'll be back later uh, later on in the year, maybe in the, the second quarter of the, the year, to talk about the second half of Season 6. Please don't Mike. do no school musical shit. Yeah, that's what I want. That's my what? Want. That's, please, that, please, great. God, don't come back and be oh, like, oh, we man. back for a cooking competition. Don't you do that to me. That <laughs> episode is goddamn beautiful, Mike. You shut your face. Oh, Anyways, y'all, uh, we're wrapping up with two quick segments. Uh, this next one. We're going to uh, end every episode of Kind of Anime yes. with a, seg a segment called Where is the One Piece? Not talking about, you know, how we feel about One Piece, not getting in depth with, like, this arc that we're watching. Mike and I are just huge One Piece fans, yeah, and it's a are. very long show. Yeah, we are. It's so it, it, this is just a one-minute catch-up on one minute catch where up. are you, what episode are you on for One Piece? Your boy's, 1,020 episodes or whatever we're Your at. boy Snowbike Mike is, I believe, in like the 275 area. I am on the Water 7 arc. We have been on a grand adventure. We're on the Grand Line, and we are experiencing some really special stuff with Robin, with Luffy and the crew, of mm -hmm. course, Sanji and the crew. I'm trying to think of you... Usab and Luffy have come to blows about the ship where we're at. There's uh -oh, a big storm coming into Water Seven. There's a Water Seven like boat dock mafia. There's a lot going on in Water Seven, and I am loving where I'm at, and I can't wait to tell you more. Interesting. So I'm I'm like 61 episodes solid. in. So That's we're solid. we're like entering the Grand Line. We okay. just did the the big whale episode, oh, which is heartbreaking. So good. Yeah. Uh, oh. We just met. Robin uh, okay. and like we're, we're just getting into the kind of uh, uh, Baroque works and stuff like that I think the, the the thing that I just did was the island with the big giants who are yes. fighting every, uh -huh. every yeah, once yeah. in a while so that's where I'm at just as something to keep us honest and so hopefully give us motivation so when we keep check going. in in a couple yeah, yeah. months okay. we're a little bit further in our I'll journeys in one piece I like that. Mikey for next episode okay. we have a suggestion from AJ Fraser who says, y'all should watch Fooly Cooly. Have you watched Fooly Cooly? I've never even heard of Fooly Cooly. Is that some sort of mac and cheese? So that's uh, spelled F-L-C-L. It's apparently okay. only six episodes. Oh. So that's our assignment for episode two of Kind of Anime. In a few months, we'll come back and tell you our thoughts on Fooly Cooly. But everybody, thank you so much for joining us for the very first episode of Kind of Anime. A jam-packed one, twice as long as I wanted it to be. But here we are. There's still so a much fun time. About. Yeah, a jam-packed fall season. 
Thank you so much for, again, supporting us, making this show possible. It means a lot to us, uh, for, for Mike and I, to have a home to talk about anime and everything we love about it. We'll see you in a couple months where we'll talk about My Hero Academia Season 2, uh, or Season 6 Part 2. We'll talk about Demon Slayer Season 3 and uh, much more. And until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.